0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the kill Podcast. I am your host today, the insider of the insiders, Tyra Kewl. Loving this, the fact that I'm doing a show by myself, all by myself, which means it's going to be the best show in the
1: world. You thought what? wrong! What? Get out of here! You're not supposed to be here! Who do you think you are saying that to doing the show by yourself? The sacrilege! The
0: sacrilege? Also, also... Hey, you want to know my No Adoption interview got a lot of this? my... Canada Rush Series finally got actual listens, even though it's two months after it actually happened. Well, that's good for you.
1: Thank you. However, you did the intro wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, inside the insiders. <gasps>
0: This show had so much potential until about five seconds ago. Uh
1: did? Uh, but, but 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 but
0: but 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 uh, but, 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 but no, no uh, butts are going on around here. But it's my show. Oh, your show. It's my show. Your show. It's my show. Oh yeah, it's your show My Show Well you know whose show it should have been today. Who? What happened? You got an email? Optimize your PC. Optimize your PC? We should optimize this show.
1: Get out of here. No.
0: Bush League. Bush Leagues. Um so, It
1: is a Tuesday night. Actually, no, it's not a Tuesday day. It's Thursday.
0: Throwback. Thursday, what?
1: Throwback Thursday.
0: Oh, throwback Thursday to Tuesday is what day Alex thought it was. Yep. Uh, so it's been about, oh, it's been a little over a week.
1: it been days. a since, since I, I could stand. stand
0: on my own. T- okay. Okay, okay we're, about we're, that. We weren't going? Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we had a lot. So we went to the – oh, before we – started I didn't tell our full stuff. Yeah. We'll talk, I'm going to talk a little college hockey later as Harrison Watt from Ferris State will join me. But uh, we went to the GLI on Sunday.
1: Yeah, thanks to our uh, sponsor of the show, good buddy of the show, the other Alex in this family. Okay, he's not really a sponsor. He just kind of, you know – Gave I mean, us tickets to the show. I mean, he paid for it. Yeah, he paid. And for it wasn't it. a show; it was it was a game. It was
0: a show, right? All the all the video, the big screen. It went to down to Little Caesars Arena over there in
1: Detroit. If y'all get a chance to go down there,
0: go you to the, you, go to the
1: lower bowl. You didn't even get to experience it, dude. No, we because we didn't even walk that around. is ridiculous. That, that is, place
0: is a town. So Alex had never gone to because we because we ended up we weren't doing the show yet when Kel and I went to go see there when we went there last year in Uh,
1: no, no. So, it's literally like a village. Well, actually, no, yeah, we were. We, we've been doing the show.
0: No, we started after Christmas, and we went in December.
1: Oh, yeah, no. I thought you said summer.
0: No. Yeah, went to Little season summertime to watch a hockey game. Dude, I don't
1: know. Maybe they were doing a matinee game.
0: But, yeah, like today. We'll get to that, but oh,
1: it was really cool. Um,
0: I mean, all three of you almost threw up over the, <laughs> the ledge because it's so high up
1: there. I didn't throw up. It was uh, Katie and Alex that had yeah. such a problem. I was like, See,
0: I, "I don't have a problem with it. It's better because it's literally like it's literally like your bro- okay." Well, you've been. Have you ever been to the press box of the van? Of the van handle? Yeah, it's just like that. So I don't have. I like. I'll be honest. It takes a second to get first, but I will admit though, if I was you know three sheets of the wind going there, it'd be a disaster. Yeah, probably. Thankfully, it's only twelve rows on an upper bowl.
1: We but still, though, it, it it's very. It's very high up.
0: It's well, I, well, I'm trying to remember our seats the last time we went to the Joe. Not or for the Michigan-Michigan State game. I'm talking many years ago.
1: Um, we were behind the net, and we were we about were, midway up the upper bowl. We were right next
0: to the band. Um, at the old Joe, where there's no cup holders, and now there's cup holders, like, in the, in the beams of, of Little Caesars Arena. We, well, we sat right behind the press box, underneath the press boxes. 'Cause the press box aren't back behind the seats anymore. It's like overhanging in front of the seats, which is pretty cool, which means you get to see you kind of get to see the people that you know are calling the games and all the statisticians and all statisticians. I cannot speak today. Um but no, that was really cool to see all that and watch Michigan lose to Michigan Tech and Yeah, you know, that was kind of a, a lousy game, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean, no shots at Michigan or Michigan Tech. Michigan Tech played well. And then they end up losing to Lake Superior State, who Lake, because Lake Superior State beat Michigan State in the GLI final, or no, the semifinal, then Lake Superior State beat Michigan Tech, so a couple WCHA teams. Like I said before, we'll talk more WCHA and college hockey when I do my interview here. We're about A little over half an hour from we start this show to uh, when go talk to Harrison. Yeah. Um, good guy, Harrison. Um it's good but, to know he's a good guy. But speaking of matinee games... The Leafs played their next generation game, as they're
1: calling it now.
0: I'm. They played that I, I, this afternoon. I, 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 I don't understand it. So okay, so if you guys don't remember last year, the well, Leafs yeah, they did the the, the centennial, centennial game on in December around this. Well, actually, well, not this time. Little so it'd been a few weeks ago last year. They did the game against Carolina. It was a two o'clock game. Had the kids come out school day game, whatever. It was a big hit. Everyone loved it. Everyone yeah. loved watching. It, and all the people loved it. And the Leafs kicked the heck out of Carolina. And this year they decided they were going to do it again, except they just called it the next gen game. It's, it's and and, the, and they
1: did on the New Year's. Well, close to the New Year's.
0: Yeah, they did. Well, they did today, January 3rd. Um, they played Minnesota, and uh, the kids started out pretty well. Seven seconds in, Mitch Marner scores, ties Charlie Conacher's record from 1942, 42 or 43. Um, tied in for the record for the fastest. Goal scored in the first fastest goal started game in Leafs history. And Leafs go up 2 0. Minnesota comes back in the second period. They get it 2 2. William Nylander finally getting a goal. And, but then Minnesota scored a couple goals later that and ended up winning 4 3. So, but we should also mention Michael Hutchinson starting. Michael Hutchinson, starting for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, if you just, if you, for some reason, just listen. Wait, in net. where's Freddie? No, time out. For those that, okay, if there's any of you that listen to our show that aren't actual hockey fans, I'm sorry that we're your only information. Because <laughs> we're honestly not the best information we be doing this for. We're just doing this for fun. Uh, but no, Hutchinson got traded uh, at the end of last week for a fifth-round pick from Florida because he was playing for Springfield, the AHL affiliate to the Panthers, got traded because, well, the Leafs needed a different goaltender because Jeff Glass wasn't really cutting it as an AHL netminder. So I'm like, hey, let's bring Hutchinson in. He can play with Kaskisuo. But, of course, don't forget, this was right after Frederick Anderson was listed as day-to-day with a groin injury. Yep. So Hutchinson was brought in, and Kaskisuo was already called up. Sparks played against the Islanders on Saturday night after playing well against well on Friday. Yes, he did. Didn't have the best game, not the least because they got shut out by the Islanders.
1: And then didn't he get a conky? Hold on.
0: So now everyone's like, all right, well, obviously Friday's a little more than day to day. Groin injury's not as, it's a little bit more severe than I thought. So Sparks, he's like, Sparks like, all right, you're going to start again, Garrett. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then yesterday in practice, he gets shot in the head. Well, that really puts a damper on things now, doesn't it? So now Michael Hutchinson is now the starter for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right after he admitted, oh, it's great, I got traded to, you know, one of my hometown team or one of his favorite teams, Mike, you know, Michael Hutchinson. So Hutchinson started, and Cascasillo backed up. I don't know, who is, is it, uh, oh, gosh, who is the guy that got called up for the one game from Newfoundland? Uh, McAdam, Eamon McAdam. Yeah, I think. that's his name. sure. Uh, he's, I think he's probably with the Marleys right now. Um, Leafs have a day off, so I haven't heard anything about Frederick Anderson. But Hutchison actually played really well. He stopped uh, 19 or 19 of 20. No, 18 of 19 in the first period against the Wild today. It looked pretty good. And then the couple, the, the two goals he gave up in the second period were kind of wavery. And so it was kind of like, oh, all right, this you now reality kind of set in. And the, the game-winning goal by Parise, it was a bad turnover. Ended up leading to a goal. Nothing much he could have done on that. But at least lose again, two in a row. Um, now they got. So now here's my thing. What's a, your thing, bug? Well, the power play just wasn't looking too good today. I, I, do, I, At least when I watched it, I watched the highlights back before this, and I watched the third period because uh, I had to work, because, you know, my that stupid place down the road that I work at, it's ridiculous. Not not my broadcasting, by the way. I should probably mention that. Probably. The job uh, I do to actually make money. Oh, is that bad? No. Ah, eh, heck, I'm going with it. The job where I make more money than I do broadcasting uh, got in the way of that, and you know, I missed part of the game, but as I, say, I was able to watch it back. The power play just wasn't as hot. And Devin Dubnik, of course, you got to give credit. Devin Dubnik played phenomenal in that third period, as you would say, Alex. Phenomenal. Yes. Never would have uh, guessed it. But he, he, play, he played really well, and, and now here's the thing the Leafs have Vancouver on Saturday, Real, and they are, that offense is starting to come back around. Pedersen's going to, he's finding his game back, they're going to be dangerous, and then they got Nashville on Monday. So, and I think the reason with Sparks is we're, they're not quite sure on the severity. Of the It's more or less they put him under concussion protocol because he did stay down after he got shot yesterday. So, we don't know the severity of Sparks' injury, and nobody's saying about Frederick Anderson's injury. Not yet, at least. And I think, you know what? are The, the Leafs are in a comfortable playoff spot enough right now. They're in a comfortable enough playoff spot where they can let Freddie sit maybe one or two games extra than you would if you are a team battling for a playoff spot.
1: However, I personally don't believe... And being comfortable, I want to be ahead. I want the end of a race to be a five-second delay from the per- first what? person and the second person. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. I want I want the first oh, yeah. car to go across the start-finish line five seconds to pass five whole seconds, and then the second person. You again. begin to make it sound like it's a modified race down in Berlin. Jeez. I don't want a
0: close one. Well, here's okay. You're talking about making the playoffs. I I
1: want a blowout!
0: Well, okay. If you're thinking about getting to the top of the division, unless Tampa just has this dramatic collapse, it ain't going to happen. And, yes, Buffalo's kind of in that spot right now where they can catch the Leafs, but I'll be honest, I mean, yes, right now you're playing, like I said, you're playing Vancouver and you got Nashville on Monday. Those are two games against two really good offenses, and unless, maybe you catch Pecorino on a bad night. Don't forget that.
1: Because Pecorino
0: is shaky as I'll get
1: out. Well, Minnesota definitely caught... uh the Leafs on a bad day.
0: Well, they, they well the Leafs caught wild off guard, and then the Leafs kind of, I don't say took their foot off the gas, but they allowed Minnesota to get back into the hockey game, and that's the problem. Sometimes you see it like against the Wings, for example, they score early in the, they score thirty seconds into the game, Detroit dominates pretty much the rest of the game until the last half of the third period, and then overtime. My we'll question,
1: begin- my question is this: Why are we losing?
0: Why? Are, that's a good question.
1: Um, Why? Well, we the, pick up the, Tavares. The, hold on. We have more, we have Morgan Riley on defense. Hold on. I, we have Marner. It's the same. Matthews is right. back in the lineup. I just. We have Casperi, Kapanen, William Nylander's back after the whole debacle. Sh- All we're missing is defense, and obviously our goalies, because both of our top two are out. Why? Even even with I'm, even with the back end completely terrible. Why aren't we scoring more? I would rather have the game been. A seven to two or seven to five victory, where it's a complete gong show, just going back and forth, back and forth like a tennis match with goals. Why aren't we scoring more? Complacency. Complacency. I think. Elaborate, please. I. I just. I, I beg.
0: Like, listen. I understand. Like, you. You can tell the team, the players are trying, but it's like they're. they're they know. I, it's kind of in their mind. Like, yes, we're a really good team, and it's getting in there. Like, yes, we're good. We're good. We're good. And you can, like I said, you see it sometimes. They get ahead, they score early, and they're like, "Oh, this is gonna be a cakewalk." Take their foot off the gas. They stop pressing. The Islanders the other night was just a flipping disaster. I mean, there's no, there's no <coughs> way fans are butts about it. So, going into the game today, you get up early to nothing, and then like, the, like I said, the last half of that first period, heading into the second period, it was Minnesota, Minnesota. It was wild hockey all day.
1: Wild hockey
0: all day. Steve Dangle said last season for. Honor of Jason Zucker. Um, but uh, you got to look and think, you know, what does the uh, William E. scores put the Leafs back ahead? Less than a minute later, Jared Spurgeon ties it up. I, just, I understand you want to run with this, but, man, if, if you can't find a way to bury teams, and I'm not saying embarrass the heck out of them, but keep on them for 60 whole minutes. No,
1: embarrass them. Do it.
0: We'll, we'll get to embar- We'll get to embarrassing
1: later. When we talk about
0: a different Canadian team
1: that, that that's a whole different story and reasons why it's embarrassing but still though embarrass the crap out of them. I'm sure. not okay, I'm not embarrassed but I want play you for a whole 60 minutes. Yes. I want you to go down there or have them come into your barn and just stuff them like a turkey. Just yeah, throw right. points on the board. No, I, no Make I, them never want to come back. That's what I want. But that's like the that's the thing that's just, is, is it that should have happened. And, and, and the game of hockey, is it frowned upon? Yes, because after a while, like, all well, right, I don't want to should... run up
0: the score, but, like, my thing is, like, you could just see the Leafs just in and and the way the game was going. Like, they allowed Minnesota back into this hockey game.
1: I want this the This Leafs... team
0: is good enough. May not be defensively sound as some, like we said, defense is the weakest part of this team. But you can stay on them offensively. Stay on the attack. Don't let up and don't let them. There are times when the defense actually looks like a good defense core. But here's the problem. When you're not trying to press, when you don't have that sense of urgency, guess what? Teams will be allowed back in the game. the NHL, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You can play in Arizona. You can be playing Dallas right now. We'll get to them. But there's just like, there's so much right now that this team is allowing. It's not good. Not good at all. No. Like, they're, not, they're allowing teams to get back in because, like I said, this is the NHL. You cannot take a night off, and you cannot take any shifts off. No. Because you do. Time, momentum changes. Teams get back into the game.
1: Teams will get ahead of you. And then exactly. you find
0: yourself chasing.
1: So th- so we have all these star talent on the front end. I want them to score so much that it gets to the point where they don't even celebrate after the goal. Then they can relax from scoring. Maybe set up a good old-fashioned like zone, a zone offense. Just passing the puck around, kind of like a power play. Right. Do something like that, where they're still able to Control the back end. That way, just in case they have a breakout or a counterattack, they can completely just... They can they can hone themselves. Right. Just make sure that they're not doing anything stupid, but at the same time, keep the pressure on. I see that too many times with other teams, too. Um, another th- team that uh, kind of does it, uh, the Islanders. The Islanders, um, the Hurricanes are another team. Teams that are just like... When it gets to the point where we're like, all right, we're up by two goals, let's sit back we and relax. We score early, it's going to be an easy night. Or even Calgary. Actually, no, scratch well, that. Calgary not Calgary. Calgary Actually, no, no, a top scratch team. scratch the- that. Calgary is a team with a lot of spunk, a lot of fire. When do, we, when do we? A lot of fire. Really? They are lit! Oh, boy. Their playing style is lit. Copy and paste to the Maple Leafs. And if they, we did that, it'd be perfect. You want to know why? Because we wouldn't lose. Because they have that fire under them, they have that good old-fashioned youth about them, which, by the way, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, and Mitch Marner should probably have a little bit of youth about them. But you know what? They don't. You want to know why? Because they're being treated like all-stars. So they're not like, oh, I have to prove myself. No, they don't, because they're being treated like all-stars, and they don't have to prove themselves anymore. All they have to do is make the money. That's all they're doing. They're scoring goals for money. They They need to score Goals for wins.
0: The West, the Western Canada road trip is the beginning of March. Sorry, I tried to look up because we're next time we play Calgary. Cause, uh, March 4th, we have Calgary. March 6th, Vancouver. And Edmonton is the odd 7 o'clock West Coast Hockey Night Canada game.
1: Ah, uh, yes, because you have this thing with me, with the, our show talking about other teams and, like, how we'll lose if we talk about them.
0: No, I'm talking. Okay. Uh, That's know called what?
1: superstition, Tyler.
0: Well, it's a good thing I didn't bash Finland, but we'll you're- get to that. Um, yesterday though, speaking of other Canadian teams that we're not going to get to quite yet. Nations Capital involved in a trade with the West Coast in British Columbia, Canada? No. Oh, you're right. Canada, not Nations Capital. The team in Canada trading with the team over by Victoria BC, actually a pretty far north or far north of Victoria. Uh, Vancouver and the uh, Ottawa got themselves involved in a trade. Anders Nielsen and Darren Archibald went to Ottawa from Vancouver for Mike McKenna, Tom Pyatt, and a 2019-6, Vancouver's 2019 sixth round pick. And funny thing, Tom Pyatt, who just cleared waivers for Ottawa, who was going to go down to Belleville, now probably will either a, be with I think he's going to be on the main roster, probably with Vancouver, instead i going to Utica. And Mike McKenna, who earlier today was just thrown on waivers. So literally, I'm kidding you not, Ottawa got Andres Nielsen and Darren Archibald for Tom Pyatt in a sixth round pick. Because Mike McKenna's pro because Mike McKenna's going to go down to Utica, and Thatcher Demko's going to call it by Vancouver.
1: Not a smart move by Vancouver's part.
0: Well, yes, because well, I'm thinking you're getting trying to get rid of Andres Nielsen's contract. Darren Archibald, I think there's a player you want to get rid of. Tom Pyatt, you can probably use in your third and fourth line. And, you know, a 2019 sixth round pick. It's not bad coming in. I mean, you never know what you can get with that. Just you get something in return. Ottawa needed a goaltender because Craig Anderson's hurt, and let's be honest, Mike McKenna is not an NHL goaltender. He looked really good for Texas last year in the NHL playoffs, but he's not quite the guy that can play full-time in the NHL, and I don't want to say it, but I'm not sure yet if he, if he'll ever be that kind of guy.
1: No, but at the same time, is it worth it for Vancouver to kind of take a loss just to get rid of the Nielsen's contract. Is it worth it though?
0: Well, let's think about
1: it. You only got a player and a sixth round pick for two capable NHL players.
0: Well, here's the funny thing. Nielsen's only for one more season. He's at two and a half mil right now for his last year. Uh, I'm trying to look at where's Tom Pyatt? Is Tom Pyatt down in the minors contract? I'm looking at cap friendly right now. Uh, Sorry. Darren Archibald. Darren Archibald's a minor leaguer. He's uh, 650 grand, whatever i uh, got to go to Vancouver now. got about 10, 50 minutes before I go.
1: Before we got to shut this show off, that way we can do the, well, at least you do the interview. Yeah. Because it's about college hockey, and uh, that's, no, not, no. My, that's not my cup of tea.
0: Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to look at Tom Pyatt's with. Technically, since he cleared waivers, he's with the Utica roster, making $1.1 $1. $1. $1 million. So since when you get sent down to waivers, 925000 gets covered, so that's actually costing the Canucks about $200,000, estimated, give or take. Uh, Mike McKenna also got put on waivers. There is wor- they're, they're not quite uh, – he's got till noon tomorrow to get um, – excuse me, Tom Pied's only costing the team $75,000. Pardon me. Um, but uh, Mike <coughs> McKenna has until tomorrow to clear waivers, which, like I said, will open the opportunity for Thatcher Demko. And Richard Bachman's actually the other goaltender too, but Demko be the guy to get called up, right? Uh, but like I said, Craig Anderson's hurt right now in Ottawa, and they they need a goaltender. They when you can't like I said. There's one team. There's one thing of you know tanking and losing, and then there's getting embarrassed. Like I'm talking, playing Garrett Sparks with a pulled groin, embarrassed.
1: You know. Uh, well, you, you want to keep going, or shall well, I? Well,
0: because Mike Condon cleared waivers, so what? we may see Mike Condon get called back up. I'm not sure, because like I said, you have a, I'm trying to think from the perspective of Ottawa right now, because it's Anders Nielsen and Marcus Holberg. And I know Condon hasn't had a good year, but you give the guy another shot while Anderson's out. Oh, no, because he, he, I think he'd have to clear waivers to come back up. I'm not quite sure now. I'm lost. Oh, well. Um, but long story short, Honors Nielsen. I mean, it's for Ottawa. You want a goaltender that can play almost every night, or every other night at least. Because, like I said, Holberg and McKenna were not going to be your guys. Because you were going to get lit up badly. What did you say, Ty? I said
1: got lit up. I didn't lit say lit. No. Nope. Up. Gonna get lit up. You, you know who's not lit though? What? Very not lit. There's this
0: guy down south. Do we want to talk? Okay. Do we want to hold off? Because this one may be a little bit. I think, yes. Do we
1: want to hold off?
0: We should hold off. So we'll take a quick break. So, okay, a quick break. When we come back, I will have my interview with Harrison Watt here on the Kiel Podcast. And then after that, we'll get into, we'll have such things as all the outdoor games that were announced during the Winter Classic. We'll talk about the Winter Classic. All-star rosters and the Dallas Stars, and what in the world is going down there in Texas? Everything's bigger in Texas apparently so is the mouth of the front office. Hey guys, Tyler here. I love going to games, but buying tickets at the box office sometimes can just be too expensive for me. That's why I use Seat Giant when I want to go to a game. They'll show me the best seats that are available and at better prices than some of the other sites. You can also use Seat Giant for other events like concerts, theater, and more. If you want an even better deal, use the promo code TKP, and you'll get 3% off all of American orders on SeatGiant.com and 5% off Canadian orders on SeatGiant.ca. Remember, the promo code is TKP, and make Seat Giant your destination to get the best seats at the best prices. And we're back on the show now, and I'm joined at this time by the voice of of the Fair State Bulldogs, Harrison Watt. Harrison, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, Tyler.
0: So, I mean, obviously, I mean, we met before because I worked for Davenport. We met at a soccer game, and it was kind of nice getting to know kind of how Fair State works. Talk about the Bulldogs this year. They're not, and I, I hate to say, but not having the strongest season compared to years past. What has really been the issue for this team this season?
2: Yeah, no bones about that one. You can come out and say it. Uh, it's been a tough year. Uh, We went through a real rough patch. We've been dealing with a lot of injuries to some key players. Um, Most namely, our junior goaltender, Justin Kappelmaster, has been out. Um, He's only played four games. Left a game against Mercyhurst, like our second or third weekend of the year. I I have to go way back and think about it. He had a concussion, missed a few weeks, came back, pulled a groin against Michigan State, missed a little over a month, came back, re-aggravated the injury. Um, So he's... Uh, he was going to be a key to our success this year. Uh, he's our experienced goaltender. We brought over in the off season. We brought over a freshman from Finland, a kid named Ronnie Sal McCangus who's actually fairly talented. Um, his issue is he's right out of high school. You know how goaltending is. It's it takes a while to develop. Usually goaltenders are better when they're older. Um, and he's he's got a ways to go um, in terms of his angle work. He's a little guy. I mean, like he's six feet tall for sure but I mean, he's 150 pounds soaking wet. He, he really needs a a good summer strength and conditioning. Um, he's had to carry the load. He's in my opinion, he's actually done an okay job. Um, he had a couple really good starts at the beginning, struggled for a few weeks as he wore down, went home for break, came back. And I thought he was actually really good in the Minnesota series. He picked up a win, made 44 stops, new career high for him against Minnesota on the road. Um, playing with some confidence. He's a great young kid. Love him to death. Um, he was funny. He was listening to the Finland-Canada game last night behind us on the bus. Um, he was listening to the Finnish broadcast, and he was trying to explain explain to us how Finnish broadcasting works. But uh, Really great kid. Um, that's kind of been our issue, though, is we, we haven't been great in goal. And the games where we have been good in goal, we haven't been good enough defensively. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. I think... You know, of late we played a lot better. We played some really good teams, really tough. But we got to start finding some wins,
0: and uh, I think the second half of the schedule is probably a little more conducive to that. Right. And I, one of the one of the funny things, you know, you look at the team, and you ha- you always want good scoring defensemen. Your top two scorers right now are defensemen and Cooper Zach and Nate Callen. Is that kind of, and they're both you know one you know, Zach being or Zach excuse me being a, a freshman and Callen being a junior. Is, is it kind of? is it a concerning fact or is it more of a positive fact to have your blue line scoring at the pace they are?
2: Well, I, I think if you watched them, you would recognize that they're exceptional talents and those, the numbers they're putting up are no joke. It's not like, uh, you know, we've got two defensemen with seven points and they're all leading scores. I mean, these guys are going out. And they're not quite a point per game, but they're pretty close. Um, Nate Callen is a junior who's a guy that uh, these guys are defensive partners, by the way, which is helping them because they're in on a lot of the same goals, um, which is why they're pretty tight in the scoring race. Um, Callen's a junior who was when he came in as a freshman, I knew the kid was going to be special, but it was going to take him a few years. He was a little bit of a late bloomer. Um, his skating needed some work. But he works incredibly hard. He's picked it up this year, and his offense has really, really blossomed. He's been phenomenal. Probably our best 2 way defenseman. Uh, He's wearing an A as a junior. Um, Great kid. Really great kid, and he's having an awesome year. Now, his defensive partner, Cooper Zek, we knew had a ton of offensive talent. Kid had 69 points in 58 games last year in the BCHL and just exploded. We kind of expected him to be really good offensively but it was really the first six or seven games where we didn't see a lot of that, but we saw incredible defensive instincts. So we were sitting there thinking like, I think we've just found our golden goose. This kid is, I mean, I've been here since the twelve, thirteen 13 season. Um, I just missed Chad Billings when he left. Um, I just missed Zach Redmond by two years. So two really good Ferris hockey defensemen. Cooper Zach has ever been as talented as those guys. Um, I mean, I haven't seen a player like him in a Bulldog jersey since I've been here. So they're having great seasons. Um, the one thing is we, we've had a couple guys that we've expected to score that have started to pick it up of late. Corey Mackin's the one guy um, who, when it's all said and done, is probably going to be a 100-plus point career score, which is pretty good in college hockey. Um, really good, actually. You have to have some good longevity there to get to that point. Um, he started off slow, he was hitting a lot of goalposts and stuff, but he started to finish up late, had a really good month of December, and uh, he's done well in Huntsville before, so we're expecting him to pick up where he left off last weekend.
0: Yeah, and of course and of course, you know, you know as well as anyone in college hockey every four I mean you lose guys every almost three or four years, so it's always a lot of changeover too. So I mean obviously having a lot of good young talent though in the Fair State roster.
2: Yeah, tons of it. And I think you know, you look at Salmon King's numbers and they're underwhelming at this point, but I think that's a kid that's going to develop into a real fine goaltender. When I say this kid is right out of high school, I'm talking like graduated high school, has never been to North America, flew over here, didn't speak a lot of the language. So the learning curve has been steep for him. Um, And mind you, he's coming over and playing on NHL ice instead of the Olympic ice that he was playing on. So there's a lot of things to consider there, but the kid is phenomenally talented. It's just a Matter of consistency and strength and conditioning with him. Uh, some of our other freshmen, Jake Transit, has shown some flashes of real creativity. I think that kid's going to be a good player. Hunter Went, um, kind of a later bring in as a freshman, uh, was off to a really hot start, kind of cooled off, but um, he's a hard nosed kid that uh, has some good skill. I think he's going to turn into a really good college hockey player, a good senior, and probably a captain in years to come. Um, and, and we're really the, the younger part of our team, the freshmen and sophomores have a whole lot of talent. I think this team is getting ready to swing back in the upwards direction. Yeah,
0: and yeah, and of course you're playing in the WCHA, which historically has been one of the toughest conferences to ever play. I mean, you got teams like Michigan Tech who are you know, tough towards the top, but then you have Bowling Green who's up there, Minnesota State who's ranked in the top tw- uh, I think they're top 10 if I'm not mistaken off the top of my head, but I mean, how would you con- I mean, how would you say like Ferris? Since they've adjusted from going to the CCHA to the WCHA, was there really a transition into that, or was it kind of like, kind of the same thing, just playing different teams?
2: Um, you know, what we were ahead of the curve on a lot of those teams when we came over because we were playing Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Notre Dame every night, um, and at first the competition wasn't quite as tough. Minnesota State was just as good as anybody we played in those conferences, though. Um, but since I've been in the WCHA, and I've been here since the changeover, this is without a doubt the best WCHA top to bottom that we've had. Now, the bottom two teams, Huntsville and Alaska Anchorage, um, I mean, they're really struggling, but they're going through some... Uh, um, Alaska Anchorage has hit their well-documented issues. They've got a new coach who I think has up in the right direction. Huntsville, um, I love their coach. Mike Corbett's a smart guy, and I think if you can get the right formula going here, I think there's a chance for this thing to turn in the right direction. But, I mean, I look at the top of the conference, and in my opinion, and I know there are people in the Big Ten that would balk at this, I think Minnesota State and Bowling Green would beat up on the Big Ten teams if they were in the Big Ten. I just, they're that good. And the Big Ten teams, it's, it's a speed and skill league, and those two teams that are you know, Minnesota State Bowling, I mean, their speed, skill, and a lot more physically mature than some of those Big Ten players. It's generally a younger league, the Big Ten. Get a lot of draft picks, get a lot of guys that will go two and out, three and out. Um, so I think uh, those two teams would hold their own in there for sure. Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech, I think, would do pretty well in there. Maybe not top of the conference, but they'd still beat up on some of the younger and smaller teams in that league. Um, it's tough. I mean, this league is a tough league. You don't get weakened off here. And that's, it seems so cliche, but, like, we came out of the gate and we played the top four teams in the conference in the first half and didn't get a win against any of them. And that's tough. And we got to we gotta do better than that. But, I mean, they're every bit that good. So you get tested every night, and I would expect um, two, maybe three WCHA teams in the NCAA tournament.
0: Well, I mean, like I said, Michigan Tech keeps it up the way they were. And of course, my brother and I would see uh, the, the first day of the GLI at least. And Lake Superior State looked really impressive. Of course, Michigan, Ta- Michigan Tech beating Michigan in the shootout. And then Lake Superior State and beat Michigan Tech. It was an all WCHA final in the GLI. Oh,
3: I love it. I'm a huge WCHA
2: guy. I'm, I'm a big fan of the league. The travel is not my favorite, uh, well, it can be a little bit tough.
0: You're telling me Alaska's not a fun trip?
2: What? <laughs> Yeah, no comment from the media on that one. But, um, it's it's tough travel, but I mean, the teams are all good. Good people, good coaches, good young men on every team. Lake Superior State's been a big surprise for me because their personality hasn't really changed from the last few years. This is a team that in the last few years hasn't been at all defensively responsible. They haven't gotten any goaltending. Um, but they've really got all the same guys, and they're doing all that stuff now. And that's the only difference, really. Um, They're scoring about the same. Uh, Their power play is just about the same. But um, Dan and Witten's message I think is finally going through. I think they have an awesome captain. I think Diego Cugliet is an awesome leader. Um, He's having a huge year. I think he's rubbing off on everybody in that room. and They're believing and buying into what's going on. Um, They beat up on Michigan up in the Sioux earlier in the year. Um, And that was big. And their, Their fan base is coming back out. They're going to be a tough battle. We got to see them four times um, in February and March, so it's going to be it's going to be tough. Um, they're a team that's surprised me pleasantly, but uh, we got to go find a way to get points against them.
0: So the WCHA, like you said, against them every night, it's a tough game. What would you say? I mean, like you said, the way you made your case for WCHA being probably one of the toughest conferences outside of the WCHA. Which conference would you pick? From your experience and from watching around the NCAA, what conference would you say is probably the best outside of the WCHA?
2: NCHC. I would say they're the best no matter what. Um, you know what? They're they're kind of similar in a way to the Big Ten in that they get a lot of top talent, but they've also got more big physical older guys, guys, guys that seem to stick around for a few more years. Um Top to bottom, it's hard to go get wins in that conference. I mean, Western Michigan's a team that could finish at the bottom of that conference, and I thought they were one of the top 20 teams in the country. Um, Colorado College has really turned it around. It's late, and we're just talking about the bottom of their conference. I mean, not to mention Denver, St. Cloud State, Minnesota, Duluth. I mean, any of the three of them could win a national title this year. Duluth won one last year. Um, Two of those teams are in my opinion, two of the top three teams in the country, St. Cloud and Minnesota Duluth, um, and then probably put Minnesota State in that mix as well. I mean, that conference is just... And I didn't even mention North Dakota, who's having what their fans would probably call a down year, but they're still a darn good team. I mean, the NCHC is absolutely stacked. I mean, that conference has just been phenomenal. And you know what's funny is they could get you know, four teams into the NCAA tournament might not win the national title and people are like, oh, they're not really that good. Well it's because they're beating up on each other all year long. I mean, these games are tough. You watch an NCHC game, I mean, it's it's tough hockey. It's physical, it's fast. I'm not surprised that some of those teams are out of gas by the time they get to that point in the year.
0: Well we saw that last year with St. Cloud State, you know, the number one team getting ousted early in the tournament. They are once again the Huskies are the number one team in the nation. And I mentioned them they're one of the best teams would you say outright they are the number one team, or do you think there's another team that could really challenge them for the top spot in the country?
2: This week I'll call them the number one team in the country. Huh. <laughs> that's the political answer. You know what? It's, this feels like one of the years where there are probably six or seven teams that can win it, and that's when college hockey is at its best. Right. Um, I, I think the top three in the country all come from the state of Minnesota, and none of them are the Gophers. And I'm totally cool with that. Um, I know Gopher fans, when we were there last weekend, were underwhelmed. But Bob mosco is going to turn that program back around. No doubts about that. Um, St. Cloud probably is number one right now. Really defensively responsible. Um, getting a good goaltending from David Hrenak. Um They've got a guy in Patrick Newell, who's a great player. They don't allow a lot of shots on goal. They can score more than enough. I think they're second in scoring offense in the country behind Penn State. Um they're probably the best. Duluth had probably put second and probably Minnesota State, despite the fact that they've struggled a little bit of late. Um, I would say they're going to swing back at some point here soon, and I would probably put them as number three in the country.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, no, really good top teams, and a team that, I mean, is kind of funny. If like, you ask anyone, they wouldn't believe you. Moving a little further out west, Arizona State. They only won eight games last year, and this, I think, is like the only their third full season playing all NCAA teams. In your eyes, I mean, like they're number 15 right now, as I said. Are they as good as they look, or do you think that, I mean, because they play everyone, but is Arizona State really a team that teams should be taken seriously now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you got to take them seriously. Now, I have mixed feelings about them. They played some really good teams. Very tough. They just tied Minnesota State last weekend. That's no joke. And Minnesota State's without their head coach, who's at World Juniors right now. Good luck to Team USA. Um, and that that can kind of shake things up a little bit. But that team will turn it around and figure it back out. But I mean. They've had, the one thing they've had is a ton of really good individual performances. Johnny Walker's got 18 goals already. He's ridiculous. Brinson Passachnook has 18 points from the blue line in goal. Joey DeCortley these a shutouts. I mean, look up and down, and they've got some guys that are putting up some crazy numbers. Um, So, individually, I think they're a tough team to play against. Now, um, I don't want to take away from that they are from the desert. Don't want to call it a fluke, maybe a little bit of mirage. If I look up and down their schedule, 10 of the 14 wins that they have are against teams that are probably in the bottom 10 in the country. Um, so that's a big chunk, but they're still playing tough teams Well, um, they're 10th in the nation, in the RPI ratings, and that's because they're winning. Um, 14, seven, one's a really respectable record considering their schedule. Um, so right now, you have to say, like, yeah, you got to respect them, but they're going to need to keep winning at this rate if they want to shot at the NCAA tournament because they're not in the conference. There are teams behind them that can win a conference tournament championship that might not be the number one seed or the top RPI team in their conference, so they could get left by a couple of teams if, if they're not really good. They've got a big six-team stretch here where they did Boston College, Cornell, and Boston University. They can get that, two, through that stretch four and two or better, I would be uh, i would be fairly convinced that they're going to get into the NCAA tournament if they don't fall apart the last six games of the season, which is kind of a breeze for them. Um, probably need to stay in the top 12 in the RPI at the end of the regular season if they want to have a shot at the NCAA tournament. Um, but, I mean, you know, they've been been—they've turned around in the right way. They're doing it quick. They've got some good talent, and it's pretty easy to recruit down there, I'll tell you that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember that was kind of the joke when they first – they first made the D1 program. They said they're jumping from ACHA and NCAA. Yeah, here's a great idea. How do you want to come to practice in shorts? <laughs> yeah, that's. I would be down for that every day. I mean, well, I mean, hey, like I said, I can wear a T-shirt outside here in the winter, but I mean, I guess some people can't handle it. But no, um, I you talked about Johnny Walker by the way, probably the second best name in hockey history behind Bob Beers. Um, oh, yeah. You talked about him, and then there's guys like around the country, Evan Barrett of Penn State, uh, who's in the World Juniors, and David Hrenak for the Huskies, has been one of the best goaltenders in the country. Who do you think right now would you say is your your favorite, or at least maybe two or three guys would be your favorite, to be in the Hobie Baker conversation?
2: I'll tell you who I think is going to win. I think at this pace it's going to be Adam Fox at Harvard. The voters love those ECAC guys. He's got 20 points in 11 games as a defenseman. He's a, oh gosh, Adam Fox. He's picked by Carolina. Yeah, he's owned by Carolina. He's a phenomenal defenseman. Um, Those ECAC teams don't tend to play a lot of games early, so he's played probably seven, eight less than most teams in the country. Um, But if he stays up at this pace, I mean, I don't think there's any stopping him. Now, I'll tell you who I'd vote for, and this is a little bit off the board. At the beginning of the year, I wanted to make – Wade Allison, my guy, personally, I think he's the best talent in the country. He plays for Western Michigan. He was still coming back from his ACL injury, so he's only played six games. But when he's healthy, I believe he's the best player in the country. And it's awesome that it comes out of Michigan. But it's not conventional. I want to say from Michigan State, Taro Hirose. Uh, Hirose's got 28 points in 18 games. He's an incredible player on a team that's got a minus seven goal differential, but he's a plus 14 on that team. I mean, that's tough to do plainly ridiculous. Personally, I vote for him does a lot of damage on a Michigan state team that doesn't score really unless Rosey is on the ice. He's keeping the team afloat single handedly. In my opinion, I think he's the best player in the country. He's got good vision plus skater. Despite the fact that 21 of his 28 points are assists, I think he's got a plus shot. Obviously the elite passing numbers, um, plays 200 feet, uh, really he's a hidden gem. That's the guy I want to vote for, and he's only one point behind guys like Barrett and, and uh So he's right there at the top of the country. I I think uh, he's going to get overlooked because of who he plays for and what the record is, but I don't think the team has a win without Taro Rossi.
0: Well, yeah, and that's and that's unfortunately the hard part is with guys like that. Like like, there's amazing players like Connor McDavid. The reason why he probably didn't win the Hart last year is because he played on the Oilers. So, I mean, you almost have to be a team that's either, A, made it to the tournament or in the Frozen Four to even be considered or at least get a solid look at. So, obviously, it's a tough spot for them.
2: Yeah, well, to give you a baseball analogy, I'm, a bit, I'm arguing in favor of Felix Hernandez here. Like, Felix Hernandez had, like, what, I think it was a 12-win season the one year, and still, I mean, he was the best pitcher in the country. I mean, there's there no bones about it. Like, Taro Hirosei. Is worth the price of admission every night. Like, I if you haven't gone and seen him, go out to a Michigan State game, watch him for like two shifts, and you're going to just give me mesmerized. The kid, cre- it's almost like he creates space for himself, like out of nothing. And when he doesn't have space to space to operate, he turns back, waits. He's almost like a Russian from back in the day. He turns back, waits, looks for room and goes and makes more room for himself. And that's why he's, in my opinion, the best hidden gem in the country. That's why I want to vote for him. I also think he's a great kid, and I grew up a Michigan
0: State fan, so I I could deal with that a little bit. Well, not everyone can be perfect, Harrison. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So one of the things, like I said about the GLI earlier, was both the the semifinal games went to overtime. And I got to ask you, because I remember I did some research into this, because you know it's funny because like people you know they don't watch college hockey all the time don't know at least fans that watch the NHL that college hockey in the in- eyes of the NCAA you do f- the first is five on five for five minutes I'm not mistaken correct correct so and then what happens after that is determined within the conference so if like so like like I said um, Minnesota State tied with Arizona State three three and then they I don't know did they go to a shootout in overtime or after that or. Straight to a shootout. Straight to a shootout in that tournament. Because I know, uh, cause I know the Big Ten does a shootout, and but in the eyes of the NCAA, it only counts as a tie. Do you like the rule that it ends in a tie, and then the leagues individually determine how they want it for league standings, or do you think the NCAA should say, "All right, we're going to do one rule for the entire country"?
2: You know what? Um, it is technically the latter right now because. Anything after 65 minutes doesn't count, technically, for your NCAA tournament purposes. There would be ways to work it into the math in the RPI um, if you're playing a non-conference game and you went to the three-on-three overtime and shootout, maybe. But uh, it seems like it seems like that's just never going to get agreed upon. Uh, nobody has the same opinion on it. Personally, um, I love what the WCHA does. It's five-on-five for five minutes, and then you go three-on-three for five minutes, which is awesome. And then you go to a sudden death shootout. So it's just one aside to a winner. Um, and you know what? If you play 70 minutes or if you play 65 minutes, and you don't have a winner. I mean, both teams have played well enough to be where they're at. I don't think they should be punished uh, for what happens beyond that. Cause 65 minutes is a lot to play in a regular season. When you consider you probably got to turn around and play the next night. Exactly. So um, really, I think I'd like to see the conferences get more creative with the ways that um, they determine what happens after 65 minutes. There's some leagues that do nothing. Um, I like the way the WCHA does it. The Big Ten does it the same way as we do now. They adopted it after we did. I think the NCHC does it now, too. Uh, with the GLI, I know what happened was, after that first overtime in the consolation game, um, they because the Red Wings are playing later that night, there's a time crunch, and they're like, you don't get to go any further. Right. And and yep. that's kind of a, you know what? It's the, it's really Olympia Entertainment's fault for scheduling the games to be on that day, um, or not earlier. So I, I can't get too mad about it, but at the same time, I would like to see it. I mean, it's Michigan, Michigan State. You want to see a winner, even if, even if it's not a real winner. The fans want to go home. They want to go home and say we tied with our rival. Like they want to, they want to see some sort of result. Give me a shootout. Give me three on three for a few minutes. I mean. You know, it's just the way it is. Push the wings came back thirty minutes. They're last place, anyways,
3: aren't they? I mean, nobody
0: <laughs> wants to watch that. Well, I, a lot of people at work still want to watch the wings. I don't know why, but no, uh, it's <laughs> well, it's it's funny because like, I mean, the three on three would just be a simple way. And I've been a proponent of saying three, and like even in the NHL, three on three for ten minutes. If nobody scores after ten minutes of three on three, you don't get to win. But yes. do you? I say most college does. Do you like the three point, the three win, uh, three points for a win system? Instead of just the cause they do a three point for regulation, two point for overtime win. Do you like that at least for college standings, or do you think it should stay with it like how the NHL does it a two point and a one point?
2: Oh, I think the NHL should adopt three points. No no questions. No questions. I, I love the three point win. It's just you know what, you deserve a, you do deserve a point if you get past sixty five minutes. But to the same token. Like, if you if you go past 65 minutes and somebody finally gets a win, you deserve an extra point out of that. I mean, I get that. And you have to penalize teams that play for overtime to some extent. So if a team is just trying to play to get to that three-on-three three after the 65 minutes, you know, you get one point, but the other team gets their two. At that point, you know, they've been penalized a little bit there. Um, but if they're playing for overtime in the first place, and it's a three point win in that first overtime and a zero point loss. I mean, then you're looking at, you know, there's still a lot on the line in there. Right. Um, so I, I like the three point win. I think it's, I really think it's the only way to solve what ails the NHL right now. I have a feeling it might crop up this offseason in the NHL. I hope there's not another lockout. Knock on wood for that one. But um, I would really like to see them go to the three point win. I just, it, it makes winning. More valuable because three points can can leap you a long way, and if, if you have to settle for two, um, it doesn't help you quite as much. And, and I think it'll make teams more desperate to get a full win.
0: Yeah, and I, well, I think the only the biggest thing is when it comes to the three points is that the NHL doesn't want to have to now like alter the records then. I feel like that's what would have to happen. Like that's like because like I said, I mean I've talked about it before. The NHLs ran like an old boys club, and they're like, "Wait, I want to change it because the original six was the great or something like that." They, like they wouldn't want to do it that way. But speaking of the NHL, before we let you go here, who is your pick right now? I know we brought you on for college hockey, but we got to end with this. Who is your pick right now to win the Stanley Cup? Half, just about halfway through the year.
3: Hmm. Uh.
2: You put me on the spot with this one. Oh, yeah. I'm so wrapped up in college hockey right now. Who do I want to win it? I'll tell you that one first. Who do I want to win? I want it to be the Calgary Flames. Big fan of the Flames fan base. Big fan of the fact that a guy like Johnny Goudreau can go out and put up the numbers he can despite his size. I think he inspires a lot of kids that aren't that big. And I think that's kind of what college hockey is to an extent. Like, look at our team. Look at guys like Corey Mackin, who's one of our one of our all-time great players. He's five, 770 pounds. It, and it just it shows kids that, like, look, your size is not going to matter. If you do all the things it takes to be great, someone will take a chance on you and you'll get a shot. And I think it's better than the bottle of, okay, this NHL team is going to draft this six foot two, 200 pound defenseman just because he's that big. And we hope he can develop into that. I like the way the Flames did it. And it's not just Johnny Gaudreau. They've got other players like that. I really admire that model. Um, That's who I want to win. Outside of that, um, gosh, this is tough. I want to say Winnipeg or Tampa Bay, probably. Probably Tampa. I think it's time for Steve Eisenman to, even though he's kind of stepped aside, get the cup there. I think that team's just too good. You know, if they choke again, that's on them. But um, Tampa's, Tampa's certainly good enough to win it. And Steve Eisenman happens to tune into this podcast. I just want you to know that you should be back in Detroit very shortly. I have I have lots of ideas for you in case you want to hire me in Detroit.
0: See, the worst part is Steve Eisen- Eisenman on Twitter, so I can't tweet at him uh, the link to this episode. but Well, it's funny because my brother and I talk about Calgary all the time, and he's waiting for the same thing to happen like last year where they just fall off a cliff. And Tampa, ironically talking about Detroit, we compare them to the Wings of the early nineties and the Leafs of the early two thousands. Like teams that are really good in the regular season, look like they have a chance to win a cup, and then just flame out during the playoffs. So maybe this year, maybe like them constantly losing in the in the postseason, maybe it's finally taught them a lesson. So maybe Tampa can do it. But I mean, yeah, you, you look at their- at some point
2: in time, you're going to get over the hump or not. And I think I, – I just think that team is too good to not, and it would be just a shame, kind of like it would have been a shame to see Washington not go the distance last year. And I know people were all on Vegas and love them, but uh, I was I was very happy to see Ovechkin win his cup. I really respect him as a player. Um, and it would have been a shame because that team was really good for a long time. And it just finally broke through. So I think Tampa would probably be my pick. I don't think Toronto's got enough defense um the other side winnipeg or calgary um that's that's pretty much where i would go with it it's got to be tampa winnipeg or calgary unless calgary does fall off which would depress me greatly
0: well unfortunately mike smith's not 25 years old anymore i don't think he can play 70 games jeez but harrison (laughs) thanks for coming on harrison it was a pleasure talking to you it was really fun to Get people, you know, get more college hockey insight. I, I don't think, you know, it's, I don't think college hockey gets enough in the States. As I say how, like, I like to talk about junior hockey in the States. They don't get enough recognition outside the NHL. So it's I'm glad you came on. Give our fans some insight into the world of NCAA hockey. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. All right, Harrison, man, you have fun down there in Huntsville. I'm sure you're enjoying the weather because I'm sure you're missing out a lot up here. I had to scrape ice off the car this morning. That was nice, and I had to warm it up for 20 minutes. But, oh, it's all good. Yeah, I'll
2: take
1: a hard pass on that one. Thanks for having me, Tyler. All right, see you, Harrison. Great news coming from Tyler in that great interview. Thank you once again to none other than Harrison Watt for taking his good old time to... Spend some time with us on the show. Yeah, he's uh, well like, more time with you because you know. Yeah, well, he, hiking, he, he was
0: down there in Huntsville, and he's like, "Yeah, it was pretty nice. I get to walk around in t-shirt and shorts." And I'm like, "Ah, yes." And uh, you know, we'll let my car sit for about ten to fifteen minutes You're warmed up this morning. I'm sure you're enjoying
1: that. Fifteen day. minutes.
0: Well, I like to make sure it's toasty. Well, nah, some days.
1: But it should be taking like. Well, five today minutes. this morning was not.
0: It was pretty cool. We really warmed up throughout the day. It was about well, if you're in well, if you're it's about forty degrees so Celsius. Five, No. Yes. Yes.
1: Five. five, yeah. All right. Rather. Yeah. Four or five years. Um, so back to the NHL. Ah, yes. There's a guy by the name of Jim Lights. You know, he's with the Dallas organization of the Dallas Stars, if you know what I'm saying. Is his middle name Miller?
0: Or is it as Bush? As is it natural?
1: I think you're making a beer joke. And is, it I'm it not bu- is it Budweiser it. or is it Bud? I'm not appreciating hey, it.
0: Lights, you see.
1: I don't think I appreciate this conversation. <laughs> this conversation,
0: this conversation turned into confrontation.
1: <laughs> Needless to say, Jim Lights of the Dallas Stars was uh talking a bit, maybe too much, about two of his uh uh star players. Two of no, uh, his two his two star well
0: Rajulov, but Rajilov's yeah. hurt. So,
1: uh in uh Jamie Ben and Tyler C. Well
0: let's make no bones about it. Dallas has been disappointed this year. Yes and Ben They should have been better. They should have been better, absolutely. Should be better. They should have been like Buffalo. Coulda. I don't... Woulda. I don't think they would have won two games, though. But aren't. I mean, Hudobin can... Hudobin's a capable backup, and Ben Bishop's actually had a decent year compared to years past, and they played a bad game the there tonight. and yeah, you talk to some... And listen, front office people are... I mean, they can... Except general... That's why you want a general manager that's a legit hockey guy. Yeah. Or a very even, you know, calm-mannered guy, because... You'll have guys like this, like Jim Lights coming in here saying stuff like this. I'm actually going to pull up. Give me a second, Alex. I want to pull up the quote. I didn't. One. Okay. Okay. Stop it. Jim. You put Jim Lights and you get it. Um, Dallas Star. Okay. Ah, here we go. Dallas Star. Da, 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 da. Oh, and it, no, that's the NHLPA's response. I don't want that. Even though the NHLPA did respond. Um, here we go. Sports Daily. It rips into him. Let's see. What do we got here? we're Okay, so pretty much he's saying, uh, asking about the franchise cornerstones. It's pissed me off. What nobody says is what's completely obvious to me. We are getting terrible play from our top two players. Um, we pay these players to be the best on our team, and they are consistently out-efforted and outperformed by everyone else's best players. This guy's really smart, if you haven't noticed. Um, but he, And he called them, and I quote, they're... Um, where is it? It's gotta be in here somewhere. I didn't quite get the athletic one, because, well, you know, I don't have the athletic. Um, he called them, he said they are, um, Beep! That's a direct quote. That's that's a direct quote. Okay, so if you can hear Alex over the loud beep, uh, they call them horse dung. Effing horse dung. Effing horse dung. Yeah, (laughs) Again, with the beeping. Um... That's what he called him and unfortunately, uh, that's just a quote um, but it's like see I understand, like Gene and Ben and Tyler saying they came out and said they understand him playing poorly, but they both agree you don't come out and say that no there are things and there are things that are said I mentioned a couple weeks ago talk- talking about Biomath there are things that you say to your players, I mean I guess you're a CEO you're not like, you're not the general manager not the coach, but if you want to talk if you want to tell your players you're playing poorly, hey. Jamie, Tyler, come over here. You guys are blankety-blank-blank. Blank. Um, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like, you don't do that. I mean, yeah, it's like having a m- bringing everyone together for a meeting. All right, guys, if you're a normal business. Hey, guys, we got a budget meeting here. Hey, you two over there in advertising or whatever. You guys are horrible. Your numbers are awful. You guys are the worst people in the world. You guys are absolute garbage. Like, why would you want to hear that? Uh, Alex, someone came up to you and told you, out loud in front of the customer, you are horrible at making
1: coffee. But I'm not. Okay.
0: Play, okay, maybe you made a coffee a little too hot. Maybe made it a little too cool. Put too I much don't. whipped cream. You're so flipping full of yourself.
1: I, I don't make mistakes.
0: Oh, yeah, you don't make mistakes,
1: but I have not missed. All part. right, all right.
0: So, what if Davenport's getting an elite team? Someone saw your play on Rocky League and okay. called
1: you horse dung. How would you feel? I've been pissed. <laughs> Pretty I, mad? I'd be thoroughly peoed. You would not like it. Nope. So imagine if you're through If night. I missed a play and they would have saved me, I'd be, I'd, I'd be a little irritated. I'm
0: just saying, Alex. You wouldn't like it. So why doesn't Jim Lights, and like I said, this, okay, I work for a corporate company, not Davenport, this other place. That I will remain nameless until I feel like it. Like, if they came up to me, and like, I hate corporate corporate stuff. And I understand I'm going to be working corporate all the time capitalism its what it does i just you don't just come out and say that though you it's there's a reason why you're a corporate person because you're not involved in the day-to-day hockey operations for a good reason you're in charge of making sure the business of the team stays afloat stay out of hockey leave that to the gentleman leave that to jim neal yes jim neal's not done a great job nonetheless leave it to the head coach jim montgomery not done a great job but nonetheless he's in charge if you want, if you have problems with your players, tell, hey, go up to Jim Neal, go up to Jim Montgomery, say, hey, you guys are playing, like, tell them then. Don't just go out and come up and say, hey, I am important. Who knew who Jim Lights was before this? Who? The owner of the team? Could you even tell me who the owner of the team of the Dallas Stars is? See? Nope. Nobody cares. They have a good goal horn, though. Yes, it's the same goal horn and the Graham's Griffins use, and a good goal song. That was mm-hmm. made by Pantera, because Pantera was awesome. And yes, I can say was. Sorry, Bag and Vinny. Um, but just... And it's the and it comes at a great time, too, because we're going to talk about what Dallas was awarded uh, kind of a week after, and it was already planned. But and uh, Elliot Freeman, you know, remember, my good buddy Freach, he mentioned on this past Saturday's headlines about how, like, stuff like this, and the fact that, let's be honest, the Dallas Stars, unless, like, Detroit, Toronto, Montreal are down there, they don't sell out a whole lot. They don't sell a whole lot of tickets. Or Chicago. Chicago's another one.
1: No, they do not.
0: And Elliot preached me a good point. Like, you know, it's, you know the future may be in question for the Dallas Stars franchise. And I went, oh, boy. Because <laughs> remember. Oh, boy. Because remember how Arizona was always going to be the team that was going to move? And then Atlanta just, just they, Atlanta moved then. Everyone's still playing in Arizona. What if Dallas is the team moves to Quebec?
1: No. No? Dallas will move to Houston.
0: Why would you do that? Okay. Money. No, no okay. Will you, all right, first, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Houston, there is no interest by any ownership group that was literally a fan-made idea.
1: Like, all I'm saying is this.
0: They have the media, yes, but there's no interest there.
1: There's barely interest in Dallas. How are you going to get it in Houston? All I'm saying is this. I would not mind if the state of Minnesota had two teams.
0: Where? That's the hard part, um, and I'm, I'm completely honest. Where
1: now? Because you already have, you the twin, have,
0: you have the Twin Cities locked up. You can't.
1: I, you have I the know. Twin Cities. Twins. Minneapolis. Is it big enough to share two teams? And I'm. I it understand. Might what you're, be. I
0: understand what you're saying. Having a team. It right might be because the Wild play in Saint Paul, and you have the Gophers already there in Minneapolis. And there are still there, despite them not having a great year this year. They're still. A Pretty popular team to go, Paul. Exactly. Go it's pretty much in St. Paul
1: and Minneapolis.
0: But do you think the markets that... Yes, it is one of the biggest media markets in the United States, but do you think it's that
1: big? Think of it, though. One team on one side of the river, one team on the other. You have the classic fans rooting for the North Stars. You new have wild. the new fans rooting for the Wild.
0: Uh, the Wild are over here in St. Paul.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> St. Paul got the new fans rooting for the Wild. You got the classic fans rooting for the North Stars.
0: Your, is that your dark horse for the next expansion team?
1: The Minnesota North Stars. Oh, no, it'd
0: have to be the Minneapolis.
1: But yeah, Well, yeah, you call them Minnesota North Stars. Um, I mean, you got the New York Islanders and the New there's York There's no Rangers. such thing as too much
0: hockey in Minnesota.
1: Nope, there is not. Hmm, me they guess. will play outdoors. They will take 82 games and play them every single day of winter if they have to. Well, it's
0: funny. I was talking to Harrison. It rained. Because, you know, it's, it's a joke in Minnesota. It rains or it snows. Yes. And apparently it rained, and then it got bite cold right before they got there. Yes. So the, the whole city froze.
1: Um, that tends to happen in Minnesota, too.
0: So, okay, do we want to talk about this year's Winter Classic first or the outdoor games that were announced at the Winter Classic?
1: Um we'll we'll just I mean quick overview of the winter classic that happened. Uh just So the, the Chicago
0: other day. Blackhawks lost the hockey game outdoors again. Yeah. That is all. Oh uh, no, um they lost four.
1: They teams had above. really good sweaters though. Both teams.
0: I liked them. They were cause what we you're saying, those the, were the sweaters they actually wore back the, in the day.
1: The classic Bruin sweater. And the, the really, really old
0: Chicago sweater.
1: The really old one.
0: Well oh, they were like they were like they actually looked like they actually used to wear them, not like these made up BS ones.
1: And that was, that was the Stadium Series one. That uh, wasn't
0: No, the Chicago's season. actually, in their four games, I'm trying to, now I'm going to do my math. Yeah, they've always worn a sweater that, they've, that the team actually used to wear. Yes. And you know what's funny? And it's a running gag, and everyone's like, oh, they're 0-4 they're in outdoor games. It means they only played four outdoor games. Yes, it is the most amongst the NHL. And people are talking about how, it's actually it was actually one of the higher rated uh, games
1: in yeah. my recent memory. And oh, did you see that crowd? It was in order... Well, a, s- a, a sea of red speckled with black. I mean, yeah, it was a great crowd. Uh, and a couple of
0: friends that were down there. It was a great game. They said it was bum. Chicago lost. And I'm like, well, what did you expect? You had Cam Ward in it. Um, but it's just... People are saying there's too many outdoor games. I remember someone said, oh, it's, it's what, it ruins it when you have 10 outdoor games. These-. This is the only outdoor game this year, guys. Exactly. Yes, you're going to have three next year. We'll get to that. Um... But it's just, well, the yes, last year there were two. There was same series winner classic. The year before that, there was only the. No, last year there was no. The year before that, the centennial classic. Here. So, like, you can't. I know people like this is hot. Twitter takes people are like ah, you have too many games. Well, this is the only one this year. They don't. They toned it back a little bit. For I mean, good reason too. Smart. Yeah. So. It's, last it's, year, it's last hot. year there were only two.
1: Right, and it's not a matter of the NHL, because obviously the NHL wants. To have more games and because it, it just improves exposure and all that stuff but another huge thing is cities want this like the reason why Notre it was held in notre dame was the fact that the looks well, like the south first... Bend wanted well they this game it was a good venue and i think it was like, it's like well it's the, not even just the like venue the first year it brings that, like, in money time isn't it yeah. like the first year that where it wasn't held in one of the home teams' play uh, towns or whatever or cities. Well,
0: technically, the last last year's game in Maryland between Washington and Toronto. But what I'm saying, yeah. what
1: I'm saying is like, I think it's, like the first year like Notre
0: Dame's really opened up the stadium to anyone else other than the other than football. Because I
1: don't think they've had anything else there. Uh, the, no, maybe I we'd I have to we'd have to background check that. Yeah, I'm but, not but, sure. But, but, but needless but, to say, we'll talk about the next ones coming up here. But the reason why. There were so many games a little while back, is because the NHL these, took advantage of it. Well, not even that, it's the cities want these events because these events are bringing in revenue, which brings in just, just great things. Well, the, it's the, it's the same reason why cities want WrestleMania in their town, why? Because it brings in a whole lot of tourism, brings in a whole lot of money, exactly. So yeah.
0: So it's, it's not, and let's be honest, it's not going to be like the year after the, the split lockout in twenty four, the year, 2013 lockout in 2014, where there were, I think, what, five outdoor games? Right. Because there were the three games in New York, the game in Los Angeles, and the Leafs and Wings at Michigan Stadium. Yes. That won't ever happen ever again.
1: No. Because
0: that was a whole kerfuffle in the whole shebang. I mean, that was not a, I mean, the NHL realized, ah, we kind of messed up on that one. And let's be honest, the game in San Francisco between the Sharks and the Kings—that one flopped hard. I watched that game, and I fell asleep through it.
1: You want to? Uh, you want to know how hard that game flopped? Oh boy, Kiss played at that show.
0: No, that was the uh, that was the Ducks and Kings. That was the first outdoor game in Los Angeles. No, City. I'm pretty know. sure they played again. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty
1: sure it sure wasn't metal. I don't know, but I know Kiss played.
0: In right they, field at Dodger
1: Stadium. They played at the right field at Dodger Stadium for that one, but I don't know. I'm talking about the. I don't think they played the, I, that. I know.
0: I, I don't know if they did. I don't think no, they did. No, in that
1: series. The LA versus San they,
0: Jose. I don't think they did. Not the second sure game. The did. first game they did. But, anyways, long story short, um, I don't care. And, well, so, I guess we should dive into the next games. Boston being Chicago, what do you expect? I mean, you have a team that's actually a playoff team and Chicago.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, three games were announced.
1: Uh, blah, blah. Three outdoor games were announced. One of which was the Heritage Classic. One of which was the Winter Classic, and there was a Stadium Series game. Now the
0: so uh, so the so yes the Heritage Classic yep. will be in October 26th up in Regina, Saskatchewan, in the Mosaic Stadium, the renovated Mosaic Stadium, home of the Rough Riders. Rider Nation is rejoicing right now. Um, it's going to be against Calgary and Winnipeg. That's the only game that's actually officially announced between both teams. We'll get to the rest in a second. Um, because remember, the last Heritage Classic was Winnipeg and Edmonton. Yes, in Winnipeg. Yes, and it was cold. Yes, so per, late October in Regina, Saskatchewan. Perfect. Yes, but climate change. Yes, um, but anyways, well, I think it'll be perfect time. It, it's the gonna be that time of year up in Canada. Yes, even in the northern states. Yes, where it's gonna be like cold. Yes, in late October. Yes, where it's frosty leaves. Yes, no. Yes, no. Yes, yes,
1: yes. yes. Dang. Okay. Got him.
0: Yes. Yeah. Are you Daniel Bryan? Um, yes. So I'm, I'm glad. You know what? I, I hate and I remember. I remember I said I'm like Heritage. There should be three. There should be two games. There should be the Heritage Classic and the Winter Classic. And I'm like, you know, there's only seven teams in Canada. That because I, I think everyone's played at least one. I'm trying to do. My, I think that was my phone.
1: Uh, well, then if you have a problem with it, open up to. the... Oh, record. we have a trade. We have a trade. Oh, uh, not a big one. Oh. Well, in that case. Okay, um, if the if the Heritage Classic with people if they want to open it up more, open it up to uh oh I don't know, maybe um original six teams.
0: Well the Heritage Classic is, is like a it's, a, ca- it's, it's it's the a Canadian, Canadian game. game. Right. Um so I'm trying to think. Vancouver's played in one, Edmonton's played in two, Calgary's played in two. This will be their third. No. This will only be their this second This will be their
1: second. Winnipeg's played in two.
0: They will play in two. This will be their second. Yes. Toronto's played in three, uh, three outdoor games. They never played in Heritage Classic. They played in three outdoor games, though. the yes. Winter Classic, Centennial, and last year's stadium series.
1: Yes, and then Montreal's played in...
0: They played in the first Heritage Classic, the second Heritage Classic, against Boston. So they played in three.
1: Yes, three. And
0: Ottawa's only played in... No, oh, they played I forgot the uh, the Centennial... this uh, the, the Century game. Ottawa played in that, too. So Montreal's played in four... So yeah. and nobody's complaining about that.
1: No, because they're they're the the classic team. Just like how t- Toronto is like the classic team. Right. Um,
0: so I'm glad. I think it's gonna be a great game. And, I know. And everyone's like, oh, it's not in a not in a city or whatever. I'm like, well, it's Regina. Yeah, Dude, There's there's plenty of fans in Regina. Yeah, plenty of fans in Saskatchewan.
1: Now, kind of going back to Dallas. They are going to be hosting the 2020 Winter Classic. Wait a
0: second, in Texas, how is that gonna work? How does it work down there in the south,
1: down there in the oil
0: rigs? Well, technology, folks. It's going to be a hell of a cotton bowl. So now I'm curious about this, though, because isn't the cotton bowl played on New Year's Day, or that, is that going to change?
1: Um, fun fact, uh, the cotton bowl is played on New Year's Day. and um, So I think that's going to change this year. Um, you know, they're not going to play the winter classic on New Year's Day. You want to know why? No, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. It's announced. They shouldn't. It's been announced. It's on January. Texas. You don't mess with football in Texas. They're going to go down there. A bunch of hockey players are going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because you're going to have a bunch of longhorns being like, What the hell is this skate puck sport? I want the pig skin. This is New no Year's tradition. Cotton Bowl. Well, and, and the worst part is nobody's. Who, gonna, who's no, going to go to the game? And I know oh. I'm being completely honest. Are you talking about players? Because I hope nobody.
0: <laughs> okay, you got Dallas, and everyone's like picking who they're going to play against. Like they're going to play against Arizona. They're going to play. I'm like, well, okay, if you're thinking about it, if da- I mean Nashville, I think Nashville's the pick. I think Nashville deserves one. Well, okay, who else would who would you pick?
1: Vegas. Yeah, but that's. Uh,
0: yeah. Eh, think about it. Um. <laughs> oh! Oh! I got him on the ropes. Hold on. Oh, we got him. No, because you got to have him the right. No, put him up. Put him up. You know, come, on, come on. Why. Because when Seattle decides to put an outdoor rink in uh, uh, Keeling Stadium, Keeling Stadium, where the Seahawks play and the Sounders play, yeah, that they're gonna called? do that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, then Vegas will because they're gonna they're gonna try to. Fabricate that rivalry. Expansion team. The battle of the expansion teams. Only no. You want to know why Even that won't? Even though one of them is going to be an expansion team. The Tyler, other
1: you, you so. want to know why that won't work? It's the same reason why uh, Minnesota versus. Uh, oh, who was the other expansion? Columbus. Yeah, Minnesota versus Columbus. Oh, because didn't work. because by
0: the time they did the, by the time they figured out the outdoor game, they weren't really rivals. They're not in the same division. Right. Um, oh, they were for a minute there, but not anymore. Um,
1: Needless to the But that's why I think.
0: Like, Nashville versus... Or
1: having a Northerner team come down.
0: I, I th- you know what? If you're going to do a game in the South, you Nashville deserves one. Nashville's good enough where you can get that. And you'll get a lot of Nashville fans that will go down there. Maybe. I don't
3: know.
1: Um, that, well... That could be a re- uh, Here's the thing. They better hope that Tennessee makes it to the Cotton Bowl. Could. <laughs> we could stay for a whole week, Arlene! <laughs> we could watch some hockey and some footballs! We're going to watch. See you. We're going to, yeah, the Volunteers are going to
0: have a good year next year, buddy. I don't I, don't, I know you don't Volunteers
1: know. and Predators. See, Sounds see. like a great TV show.
0: <laughs> I don't I know you don't follow a lot of college <laughs> football, Alex, but Volunteers are not going to make it to the Cotton bowl. Uh, they're not I don't think they're going to be right again next year. I mean they they're, they're plenty. Yes. Okay, cuz we're college football getting off topic. Um, however, before we get to the next game, there was whispers I saw it um there
1: were whispers.
0: I think it was Nobody was yelling. Uh, Pierre Lebron. There's talks amongst the NHL kay. and the two Florida teams.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: There, there may be that they're talking about an outdoor game in Florida. Okay. Now. Okay. Stop it. I'm waiting. So, you'd have to do it, if you wanted to, I think you'd have to do it in Miami. Because Miami can actually kind of be climate controlled, the new stadium. They're in... Um, Hard Rock Cafe Stadium. Mm-mm. No, and, and, no, it's fine. I know what you're saying. You're saying no. Mm-hmm. I see you're shaking your head. Uh-uh. It wouldn't work. You want to know why? Nuh-uh. You want to know why? Why? The gosh darn humidity.
1: Nuh-uh. Yes, why not? No, I'm, I'm saying nuh-uh. It ain't going to work.
0: You're yeah, right. The best
1: that... chance you got is throwing it in Tallahassee. Even that. No. Screw it. You have to throw it in try no. The field. no. Screw it. If we're going hard, we're going hard. We're doing it all the way. Daytona! We're throwing it right in the middle of Daytona. Right put, in the infield.
0: We're gonna put the rig... have yeah, just have the crowd hunt, yeah, oh yeah,
1: cause they're anyway. gonna be on the track. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a pace car and everything. Better run out of the way. Move! He shoots! Yeah. Boom! He scars! And <laughs> Billy got thrown into the green. <laughs> Here comes Alexander Barkov with the Corvette on the inside. Scores! <laughs> Just
0: have him oh, this is around the track. You have to score by taking the puck around the track once. And it's Daytona, so you got the drafting, whatever, and the guys are going to get killed.
1: <laughs> All right, whichever team leads a lap, that's a goal for you. <laughs> that's a goal. We're going to run the ahead, d- entire day. Right. It's going to be
0: live. It's going to be
1: real-life rollerball. <laughs> Except for with cars and a
0: puck. It's going to be Oh, my gosh. Ball gonna be rocket league <laughs> oh my gosh james cannes loses his mind right now he's like oh my gosh no um gosh no. well the reason why i said it's not gonna work is because of the humidity i'm like think of it california works because it's dry out there texas works because it, there is yes it's a dry heat it's a joke haha but it's you ever been to florida heat. been in alabama it ain't comfortable no it's painful it's the worst swamp booty it's exactly and it's you could take a shower like a, it's a joke but it's true you take a shower on monday you're still wet on friday it's the way it is,
1: and it's, and it's bad.
0: It's not good. That's why an outdoor game in Florida would not work. Right. I mean, okay, here's what I will say. If you want to do it, you have to build a rink now and test it because you do not want to look like an idiot trying to do it and having it fail. California, yes, you have a state-of-the-art refrigeration system. Great, it worked. However, in Florida, the refrigeration system can really frizz up, though. You don't think with the humidity. The humidity, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be worse. But, I don't know. But, a place that has no humidity. Has no humidity, because it's out in the mountains near the Rockies. Colorado Avalanche are going to host another Stadium Series game. Their second. By the way, that's only, yeah. Yeah, because remember Detroit. 2016. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because remember, Cause the they, played,
1: they played in the... Coors Field. Yeah, where the Rockies play.
0: Yep. Played in the
1: Rockies. Where the Rockies play. With this Rockies... You know what's funny?
0: Everyone's like, oh yeah, Denver, the Rocky Mountains. You know what? Rocky Mountains are about 45 minutes away. It's not like it's a short trip. No. I love that. It. Like, that's like the misconception of Denver. It's like, oh yeah, you're right there, you go down the street, and there's the mountain. No. <laughs> you know how much stellar it would be then? Have you not seen The Shining? Anyways, um. but yes, they will host their second game at the Air Force at Falcon Stadium of the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Which, uh, we did not go there when Kelly and I went to Denver. Um, they told us we should. Um, the next time we go to Denver, Jenna and Kelly are going to take us there because apparently that's almost, if not more beautiful, than uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, which is where we went. But, uh, yes, they're going to host. So, Alex, you talked about Vegas. Maybe Vegas gets in this game. It'll be in February the 15th, by the way, of 2020. Vegas? I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: Oh, no. No, 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 no.
0: St. Louis, no, not again.
1: Um, no, ready for it. And I hate to say it, I hate saying it. Vancouver, I hate saying it. Vancouver, God. I hate saying it. Minnesota, the Kansas City Scouts. Who did they become? No. Oh. Who did they become? New Jersey doesn't need to play. Who? Name. The Colorado Rockies. Who did they become? Why do you want to see New Jersey? I want them to be beaten! I want them to be embarrassed! I want them to go so high up into the mountains that they don't even know how to breathe. Wait, and wait, I wait. want them to be beaten! I wait, want wait, them wait, to wait. be pummeled! You- I want them embarrassed! Wait, wait, new- Freaking wait, embarrassing!
0: Wait, New Jersey or Colorado? New Jersey. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, I, okay, you just started rambling. Like, I want this team to... Which team? Dude, I like Colorado.
1: Okay. No, I'm just making sure... They're, no. one, they're one of my teams. One of my teams.
0: Uh, I, love, I love Nathan McKinnon, and I really, really like Miro Rantanen, dude. He is really good.
1: Here's the thing, though. Teach.
0: I hope it's not like Landis Gogg going fall off cliff.
1: No Bug. offense. Actually, look, okay, Landis
0: Gogg's playing well because he's playing with Ranson and uh, McKinnon.
1: Here's the kicker, though. Here's the kicker. Ready? Your Craigslist Ready? kicker! Ready? 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 Right. Here's the kicker. Man, I talk a minute. It's the Battle of the Rockies. You have the New Jersey Devils, who are going to wear... Colorado, Colorado Rockies Dude, jerseys. Dude, no, you can't but, do that. But, here we go, here we go, here we go here we go here, we go, here we go, here we go, concept jersey, Colorado Avalanche, with Quebec Nordique colors, and instead of the fleur-de-lis on the bottom of the sweater, the you have Avalanche. It's in! It is in! So you, it to, needs you, to happen. So it it's going to gonna be their
0: old team. By the way, Chewbacca's cuddling with your new blanket.
1: Good. Okay. Um, and it's not a blanket. What is it? It's a sheet slash a uh, cloth um, um, thing okay. that we're not going to talk about necessarily, because things
0: okay. Um, no, but,
1: uh, uh, as well as, but no, so you're saying battle so, of the Rockies? So you
0: want the New Jersey Devils to wear the Colorado Rocky sweaters? Yes. And the Colorado Avalanche to wear Quebec Nordiques sweaters? Yes. <laughs> Maybe for the outdoor or the alumni game. Both. So here's the thing, like, I, the worst part is people are going to the like, game, like, yes, we're going to see Patrick Waugh and all of them again. I'm like, well, probably not yes! because Patrick Waugh is co- coaching Quebec again. And also the fact that, let's be honest, that Detroit-Colorado game. Oh, my God. The exception, you know what I just uh, thought of? The exception of Ty Conklin being a goaltender for Detroit was literally the nine my childhood clashing.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was a line. Kirk Maltby, Chris Draper, and Darren McCarty. With Joey, Versus with
0: Joey Kosher. With Joey
1: Kosher as the enforcer of the line. Keep that in mind. Versus Claude Lemieux, Adam Foote on defense. I think Joe Sackwick was on that line. And then... I, I think Forsberg played in that one. Comenzi, I don't think I know, he did. I, I don't remember him playing. I think he was still in Sweden. Forsberg didn't play in that one. I'm going to have to look it up again. That, was, that was Needless to say, ridiculous. what I just thought of, Maybe the reason why that wouldn't work. Pat- Maybe because Patrick, the,
0: pa- the alternate sweaters for Colorado are already the Rockies or the alumni game?
1: The alumni game. Okay. Um, Patrick Waugh wearing a Quebec Nordique sweater. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's a sight. Oh, boy. Montreal's going to be like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Everyone in Quebec's like, Yes! Uh, that would be uh And then everyone that,
0: that would there would be a everyone be a riot.
1: Is, there'd be a riot in Quebec City over an alumni game. There'd be a civil war in Quebec over an alumni game in Colorado. The implications idea. are real.
0: <laughs> yeah, Quebec tried to say nope now. Quebec's been trying to succeed it from itself. Um Quebec East and Quebec
1: West, ladies and gentlemen. Where's the divine no, line? No. No, Montreal, but, you're right. Montreal's it's, it's Quebec and Montreal.
0: Montreal's can be admitted to Ontario.
1: <laughs> was no, they're still too French for that. It'd be, it'd but, be but, it's a no. joke. No, because it's close enough to the border. No, it'd be Quebec and then Montreal. It'd be close. Whatever. Provi- whatever. La province of du Montreal. Montreal.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that could work.
1: Um, and then the Quebec League
0: has. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of Quebec League they yeah, have because they have Newfoundland, they have New Brunswick. Okay, they, have, they already have like four provinces, they got plenty. Um, going away from, going outside of outdoor games. Back indoors.
1: Yes. They're, they're throwing a laugh at that pun.
0: Wait. Uh,
1: oh, yep, never mind. I, I, I see where we're going.
0: Okay. Um, They announced that next year's All-Star Game will be held in St. Louis. And just for the record, before we get into the All-Star Game this year, do you not think that Detroit deserves a fair shot? What? They... For an all-star game, they have a new arena. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. What, what do you I think? thought you were talking about
1: the players.
0: Oh, heck, no. We'll, we'll, we will get into that,
1: but the selection just... process, right? Um But your, I completely, I don't like, especially with the, everything, like all the concourse and everything. Oh, dude, it's amazing.
0: I, lo- it's one, it's, it's. I'm not saying it's as great as Edmonton's is, because and
1: Edmonton's think is about is think else, where but... it's at. Two, it's not where jo- the Joe used to be. It's in Detroit. It's in downtown. Now, don't com- give me There's America no. Park, Ford Field's just a bit away. Fox Theater. Fox Theater, and now you got... Little Caesars. Little Baby Joe. What? Baby Joe. Baby Joe? I hate saying baby, Little Caesars Arena. Baby
0: Joe? That's not a baby. That's by- a man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a man's man. <laughs> that's a man's arena. That's a big one. Look at it. It's got like four different bars. Michigan Tech, by the way, just straight up... They just took over a whole bar. They, <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that from this weekend. Um, but come on, dude. Like I said this last year when they announced that San Jose was going to get it. Because don't forget, San Jose got one back in '97 in the same arena they are in now. Why can't Detroit get one? And listen, I know I bash on the Wings all the time. I bash on by their team and management, whatever. But the arena is really nice. Like I'm not ever. I'm never going to expect Toronto to get. I need
1: to go to a Wings game just to explore. Oh, absolutely. I said, well, the next, I think. Like, I don't even, like, I want to find the cheapest Wings tickets for th- either this season or next season. Well,
0: I'm saying next year, like, well, the next time they play the Leafs, next maybe next season. Not game even games.
1: the Leafs. I don't even care if they're playing Arizona. I
0: do want to go. Well, we'll see. You want to know why? Because
1: yeah. that game will be competitive. Ooh. I, see Ooh. What, you, I see what you did there. Ooh. Freaking Alex <sighs> Alex Galchenyuk. No, ju- just dare j- step on. Just kidding. Just kidding. Jokes on you. I want Colorado versus Detroit because it's coming back.
0: Yes. Ooh. Oh yeah. Because <sighs> Bertuzzi sucker punches one guy. Yes. <laughs> Bertuzzi like Bertuzzi sucker punch a guy. Oh lord. Um. So anyways, yeah. St. Louis next year. Detroit definitely deserves one if Batman doesn't do it. I know. Twenty. To be fair, the original
1: to rivalry. To be fair, the original rivalry was due <laughs> to a cheap shot. That was gross. You should be ashamed of yourself. That was brought up. Good thing you weren't. Should I say bad thing? I don't know. I'm the better child. Needless to say, the roster selection for this year It's was- a croissant bun? Sorry, I
0: got bacon maple chicken sandwich with a croissant bun.
1: Oh, that's a heart attack. That's a heart
0: attack. It's a heart Sorry. attack. We have the uh, Islanders, <laughs> <laughs> the Islanders <laughs> and Hawks around right now, and that commercial just came up. And, ugh, Jägermeister. That's so disgusting. The official shot of the NHL. No wonder it's... I didn't say it because um, it's sticky. It's disgusting. Um, but no, I'm. Uh, I think I think they deserve one. I, they, Detroit, they, Detroit, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Yeah, we can move on. Um, you know what, Madison Square Garden. The, so- as as regards, the get selection. Another. The selection of the Amer of the American League. Sorry, the NHL. Uh, they just re- uh, they're
1: releasing all their stuff.
0: Uh, by the way, Trevor Trevor Moore. Yep, and, for the Grand Rapids Griffins. No, uh, Chris Terry for Grand Rapids Griffins. No, Trevor Moore. Oh, that's. And, that's
1: Callie Rosen for the Marlies.
0: I'm not surprised. Now, whether or not Trevor Moore actually plays because, well, you know, he's kind of uh, with the Leafs. I think he's with the Leafs right now. I'm not sure. Um, He can bump down. Long story short. uh, One player per team. That's what the – well, we talked about it. uh, Just like how I said. We we talked about it last week, didn't we? Yep. One player per team. So they have – so every team – each team gets nine players with – Two goaltenders? Am I looking at this right? Yeah, nine players and two goaltenders. Um, or no, that's the last ballot. Where's the... There it is. Nope, that's not it. I have, Do I have the same... No, I have the same link for two things. That's kind of dumb. Good job. Thank you. Let me get the uh, actual uh, link up here. All right, so... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So there'll be eleven players on each for each division. Right now, there's ten. Obviously, there's a last man, but we'll get to that. So do we just want to kind of run through them and talk about uh, the selections, or what? Do we want to talk about the players and say what we think?
1: Nah. I mean, well, I think we should.
0: Well, do we, do you have the
1: rosters up? Yes, I do. Um, so uh, Atlantic last, Atlantic last. Oh, I got them too. Okay. Um, Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel. St- Tavares, Stamkos. Oh, God. Hold on. That's, that's, that's just the Atlantic division.
0: That's- on, so yeah, so Jack Eichel, Nikita Kucherov, Austin Matthews, who is the captain, by the way, David Pashtunak from Boston, Steven Stamkos, John Tavares, hot Sam Pacho, Thomas Chabot from Ottawa, the lone representative there. Carey Price is one of the goaltenders from Montreal that makes sense, but then you have Keith Yandel and Jimmy Howard. And Carey Price. I said Carey Price. Oh, oh, you I, did. I just to say it last.
1: Um... All right, ladies and One gentlemen. One player from each team makes perfect sense. I agree with it. Now, the fact that they... So, no, so t-
0: I think Stamkos and Kucherov are the only two... Yes, the only team with only... Yes, Tampa right now has two. Of course, the last man in, we'll get to no, that. No, no, no,
1: Tavares and... Well, Tampa, and, Tampa, Tampa and, and Toronto, Toronto yeah. are the only two teams from the Atlantic that are represented twice. Right. Um, so... That being said, I still agree with the system. Now... Do I agree with no, Jimmy team, Howard? I, no, I totally, no. no, I
0: totally agree everyone should get one player. Absolutely. That that should never be a conflict. There should never be a question about that. Every team deserves to be represented. Right. Keith Yandel? Not Huberto? Not, not Alexander Barkov, who, by the way, is a last man vote. We'll get to that. Like, are you kidding me? Keith He's not a star. He's not even. Dude, he'd be a star defenseman on Canada's Spangler Cup team. He wouldn't be an all star. He's not an all star in the NHL. Really?
1: But they need, they need defense. Look at them: Jack Eichel, Nikita Kucherov, A- A- awesome Ek- man, A- Aaron Ekblad. I'd rather <laughs> have Yandle than Ekblad.
0: Okay, don't start thinking strategy here,
1: dude. this is strategy. This is, this is three on three. Yandel's slower than dirt. <laughs> exactly. All, what's he got to do? Stay, Stay in on front the ball of line. It. Stay in front of the net. Help yeah when you pretend you're, to be Chara. Well when you actually scratch well, that. No, when you, when you
0: have Jimmy Howard as your goaltender, yeah, you better be standing next to him because you need more next. Hey, think about it. Chara's not in the Atlantic team. Just borrow his stick. So you're telling me then that Robert, You're telling me Roberto Alwango Okay. So take it this way. Roberto O'Wango gets put as a goaltender, Jimmy Howard gets taken out for a
1: player. You put in Larkin, you put in Athena CU, you. Defenseman, you put, Tyler.
0: You put in defenseman? Alright, so you move him up. Who are you and, gonna
1: put? Trevor Daly?
0: Victor Hedman. And Trevor Dale is on IR, by the way. Uh, Trev- you could put Victor Hedman. Every, in Tampa. every team needs to
1: be a player. You could put, no. That's what I'm saying. So you're so you're gonna take out so take Nikita out, Kucherov.
0: Take yeah, take out Nikita Kucherov. Put a defenseman because you got Steven Stamkos already. Okay, so you're okay. taking
1: out Nikita Kucherov and subbing him in for an offensive player from Detroit, and then you're Putting subbing Victor out Hedman on defense. Put Victor Hedman on defense and put Roberto Luongo in goaltender. Well, all I'm saying is this.
0: I Out mo- of all the teams, well, like I said, we'll get to the rest of them, but this is the team like, come on, we're going to lose now. Atlantic Division's going
1: to lose. No, they're not. Yes, they are. want to know why? Because Keith is not going to play, and Carey Price will play all three. Because of the Central Division. That's why. Ooh, we'll get to them in a minute. First, but, Metro. The Metropolitan. Now, this one is personally my favorite. Want to know why? The Carolina Hurricanes, Sebastian Aho, The real Sebastian Aho.
0: Yeah, not the Bridgeport, si- Bridgeport Sound Tiger, Sebastian Aho. Who is actually playing for the for the All Star team in the AHL? Yes. So the Sebastian All the Sebastian Stars. No? Oh. no, no. If you say it too fast. Too, too many cool. syllables. Okay. Um, Cam Atkinson from Columbus. Who? Cam. He's a old well, Cam Atkinson. Uh, second I right know here. who he is,
1: Tyler. I'm just um, I'm, jo- I'm Joshing you. We'll I'm drinking Joshing you. Buddy.
0: Matthew Barzoff from the Islander. Sidney Crosby from Pittsburgh, of course. Claude Giroux from Philadelphia. Yes. Taylor Hall from the Devils, John Carlson from Washington, Seth Jones from Columbus, Braden Holtby
1: from Washington, and Henrik Lundqvist from the Rangers. Yep. Um, This is Henrik Lundqvist's last uh, All-Star game. How much am I on to bet?
0: I put a Meatball marinara on that one. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, Good peripheral vision, folks, is a pertinent thing. I don't like Cam... eh, You know, I like Cam Atkinson, but... mm,
1: uh, You could have done better.
0: Yeah, I think... I mean... Malkin could be. Of course, I don't think Malkin would have wanted to play. He'd been another guy that said it's much. Of course, Alexander Ovechkin. We'll get to that. Um, uh, Defenseman, yeah. I understand that. Seth Jones, perfect Uh, pick. He's a good defenseman. I just. uh, That is true. I mean, like, who else are you really going to put from the Columbus roster? That's the hard part, with the exception of those two, I would say. Yes, you can say Nick Felino. That's an
1: easy one. No.
0: Well, okay, that's an easy one as a fan favorite.
1: As a fan favorite, yes. As yes. a as a strategy, no.
0: Okay. They're not really picking we it. They're gotta picking win. Gotta win. Gotta um, win. So Metro's all right. I don't have a problem with it. Matthew Barzell, I, absolutely. Robin, the Central R- stacked. R- Personally. Right, here we go. Patrick Kane, Nathan <sighs> McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly, <sighs> Miko Ranton, Mark Shifley, <sighs> uh-huh. Blake
1: Wheeler, Oh, yeah.
0: Miro Heiskanen on defense from Dallas. Oh, yeah. The lone Dallas guy, by the way. Roman Yossi from Nashville. Oh, yeah. Devin Dumnik. Yeah. And Piccorino. Oh, yeah.
1: It's pretty stacked. They're going to win. <laughs>
0: They're going to win. You're telling me that Miro Heiskanen is the best Dallas defenseman? Now, is John Klingberg hurt? Huh? Is John Klingberg hurt?
1: I don't know. All I'm saying is this it's either Pacific or the Central.
0: Like, that, that team is really good. I'm going to
1: tell you, you What What's John
0: Klingberg? Klingberg had her or something? I don't know. I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Heiskan is a really good young defenseman. I'm glad he's getting an opportunity like this. But
1: hey, hey, You want to read off the names for the Pacific Division. Night, not
0: yet. Come um, on. I want. Like, to go through my central.
1: <sighs> they're nice. good. They're really good. Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly. That's all you need. It's Three on three. Just You're tell those boys.
0: You're telling me. Well, I, was about to say, I was about to say Dustin Buffalo. I forgot he just injured his ankle, so
1: he probably won't play. I mean, he could still hobble and buff everybody up. Yeah, he could still grab He could, bar- he could borrow Charles' stick. Um, He's, they're both lefties, I think.
0: I actually think it's about it for defense. I was trying to think of someone else you could take for High school, even though, like I said, I like no. him a lot because I think Jamie Benn or Tyler Sagan catch a break. Who am I kidding? They, they're not catching a break. They're already All-Stars. That's mentioned. Um, no,
1: they're, uh they're... Uh,
0: under some scrutiny because they're apparently horse done. And apparently, and they also... Okay, Tyler Sagan during the All-Star weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play either. So, so I'm, you're, not, I'm so, not saying anything. So you're telling me one yeah. of
1: two things could happen: either he could have an interview on where he's like, Pacific, "Hi, I
0: am Tyler Sagan, Division. How
1: are you?" Or he could be, "I'm on you. the Pacific, I'm Pacific Division now." Tyler how? Sagan. Daniel, yeah, Johnny, been.
0: Johnny from <laughs> the Pacific <laughs> Division. Oh yeah, Clayton Keller, eh. Connor McDavid. Too who bad. Who's the captain? Too bad. Joe Pavelski. At least Connor McDavid's playing on a team. Oh, yeah, we're a team.
1: <laughs> we're Way to go, we are a team. <laughs> Keep going! Uh, Joe Pavelski from
0: San Jose, Brent Burns from San Jose, Elias Pettersson from Vancouver. All-star of the team. Drew Doughty of LA. Yep. Eric Carlson. So three defensemen, by the way, and three from San Jose. Uh, Mark Andre from the Vegas Gold Knights and John Gibson from the Anaheim Ducks. You know what the best and, part and about right, this is? San, San Jose the team only is? team that's got represented by three players?
1: Yes, they are. You want to know the best thing about the Pacific Division, like, lineup? What? The fact that Eric Carlson and Drew Doughty finally get to play together.
0: Sorry, I had to count on them. Um Oh, Drew Doughty? Yeah, uh, I like that. So you're telling me you couldn't... Are they going to play Brent Burns a forward? Huh? I think they've done that before. They actually... Remember the John Scott year? It was Joe Pavelski. Yes. John Scott and... Uh, Brent Burns. Brent Burns.
1: Yes, they're going to play him Brent. as a for, forward. Of course they are. You want to know why? That Brent Burns.
0: Because he can skate the ice. Brent Burns. Um...
1: I have no th- problem with
0: it. I'm trying to think of emissions here. Arizona really not really anything. Calgary.
1: You can't do much about. I like Anaheim. Sean. Ma-
0: I like Sean Monahan, but of course Calgary doesn't get the, quite the recognition that you. Unless
1: you can sub in John Specht and Jiguer instead of John Gibson, I that that's fine to me. What's wrong with oh, Ray
0: Miller? hurt? That's right. Um, I mean,
1: personally, I could do without Connor McDavid because Milan Lucic, but that's just me.
0: Oh, take off, kick rocks, go kick a cinder block, why don't you?
1: Um, goaltender, I
0: don't have an issue with. Brock, uh... Nope. Okay, well, sorry. We'll get to the last... I think we should go to the vote-ins, la- the, uh, the, vote the last-man-in. Uh, so let's go to the Atlantic first. So one player from each team is the last-in. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, shocker, for Buffalo. Ah, B- 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 oh, Buffalo!
1: Yeah, where are you at, Tyler?
0: Uh, I'm going to Buffalo with Jeff Skinner, who just scored an unreal goal not too long ago. Dylan Arkham from Detroit. Remember, the guy said it should take place Jimmy Hubbard. yes, Humber. yes. Alexander yes. Barkov. No nope. yeah, it should definitely be there instead of Keith Yandel. Uh Shea Weber from Montreal. Man. You're tell- wait, you're telling me that Tomas Tata is not the guy. Come on. I like
1: Tata.
0: Aren't
1: aren't the only players not al- Max Domi? Hey, aren't aren't the only players allowed to compete in like the skills competitions the ones that are like on the all star teams? Isn't that the rule? Right. Then they need Shea Weber on their team. Aww.
0: hardest shot, dude.
1: Sedano Char is not playing. Well,
0: yeah, because he can't. Because he can't play three on three. Are you kidding me? Well, Fine, Shay
1: keep up. him on the team just for the hardest shot competition. Shea Weber hasn't
0: played this I entire want it!
1: game. <laughs> no, um, Mark Stone for Ottawa. Which by the Shea way, Weber, that's my pick. Um,
0: uh, Mark Stone. By the way, who wants? Who apparently wants a contract in Ottawa. So <laughs> things must be getting a lot better there. Uh, Brayden Point from Tampa, and Morgan Riley from the Leafs. Not Mitch Marner.
1: Hmm. Nope.
0: Interesting. Now, okay, everyone's going to be like, oh, typically. Well, I'm just saying. Like I said, I was telling about the other teams. Florida Panthers, you could have Jonathan Huberto. Detroit Red Wings, you could have Manton. You could have Anthony citou Buffalo. Uh eh, I'd say Jeff Skinner's probably the guy. Darlene. Uh, I wouldn't say he's all-star caliber. Of course, then again, he's been playing spare. He's been play. He's been Put into his role perfectly. But Tampa, I mean, take your pick with Tampa. Whoever the heck you want. Victor Hedman, Braden Point.
1: Steve Um I'm still pissed that he's not in the NHL.
0: Oh, in the video game,
1: yeah. He's not uh, hes not considered an Oscar. Um, Neither is Brendan Shanahan. It's a darn Mor- disgrace. Like I said,
0: Morgan Riley. Yes, I love Morgan Riley. Because you know why? Then we actually have two capable defensemen other than Keith Handel.
1: Um, but they're not skilled players.
0: Moving on to Carolina Hurricanes. Tivo Teraviden. I mean, there's a really good Nick Foligno, the guy I talked about for Columbus. Nope. Kyle Palmieri. Nope. Nah. There's that's a that's a real stretch. St- New Jersey's not had a good year.
1: Let's be stretch honest.
0: Stretch mode. Anders Lee from the Islanders. That was eh. a bad idea. Madzuk Mad for the Rangers. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, who else would you want? Jimmy Vesey? Uh, Jakub Voracek for Philadelphia. Nope. You're telling me Wayne Sim? No. Why does. Wait, don't they do the uh, mascot game during the Olympics? Because
1: he's not a skilled player. Don't they,
0: don't they do a mascot game, though? Yes. Oh, boy.
1: Gritty. Gritty's on our team. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Like, I, I told you last week he's going to go out there with a t shirt gun and he's going to be the grinder. He's gritty. He's, he's just, just going to get deep in the corner. He's going to shoot people. Here, come, here comes SJ Shark. Get a bam! <laughs> Carlton's going to throw the puck down in the corner. Grady's going to completely destroy... No, he's going to put everybody. He's going to take the t-shirt gun, and he's going to point it at him. He's like, all right, everyone in the corner, now. And they're like, oh, okay. We'll it's like, like a b- hostage b- situation. B- the and back. then he's like, all right, don't move. Goes to the other end of the ice, skates his little heart out, and then bulldozes him.
0: <laughs> Whoever are the goaltenders? Oh,
1: I can't wait for it now. Uh, there's no such thing as goaltender interference. Gritty, just pull him out of there. Ooh,
0: ooh, okay. Hold him at gunpoint. Would you want, uh, would you want Gritty to be the goaltender?
1: No. No? Okay. Just uh, cut. Is that a fat joke? Huh? You <laughs> fat-shaming Gritty? <laughs> he will punk you with a t-shirt gun! <laughs> He's the best
0: goaltender. He'd be the boss!
1: Best. Hey, who, okay, when He's you, a shooter. He's a sniper. Hey, when you
0: played Mario Strikers, who is the best? The big alligator in gold, right? Right.
1: Ooh. Um... Well, well I mean, in goal, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um Latane for Pittsburgh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Matt yeah. Murray. Yeah. Casey Endersmith. Yeah. Um yeah, no goaltenders. I'm yeah. kinda butthurt about that.
1: Uh because go- uh, goaltenders are not all star players type. They're role players. You can take off. They're uh Nicholas
0: Baxham for Washington. Ironically not Alex Novetchkin. We'll get to that. Uh Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, sorry, Central Division. Jonathan the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Gabriel Laniscock from Colorado, eh. Tyler Sagan, there he is from Dallas, eh. Zach Parise from Minnesota, eh. who just scored, who scored the game-winning goal today. Eh. Philip Forsberg for Nashville, eh. Vladimir Tarasenko for St. Louis, eh. and Patrick Kane for the Jets. Eh. Now, I think the only reason why you Shea don't, Weber, Shea Weber, I think the only reason why you don't see um, Patrick Line on the Ross on the All-Star roster now is because he hasn't really had, he didn't have the greatest start to the year. Uh, Philip Forsberg, I, th- uh, I don't know. Oh, should we take our picks? That's what I should do. Uh, I'd like Morgan Riley for the Atlantic Division. I'm be completely, completely biased on that, even though Alexander Barkov would represent Florida more. Shea Weber. Back to the Metro, I would go with, in terms of votes, I think it's going to be Nicholas Backstrom because Washington, or Nicholas Backstrom or Chris Latane because the fan bases will just get behind him and illegally vote 100 times over. Uh, Central Division, I'm going to go with Patrick Laine. Why? Because Winnipeg is gonna get in there and be like, "All right, Manitoba, we gotta do this together." Uh, Pacific Division, Anaheim Ducks, Ryan Getzlaf.
1: Nope. I mean, who else would you? It's too bald.
0: Who else would you pick?
1: The only thing he's good at is the relay. Too bald.
0: Oliver Eckman larsson from Arizona. Well, yeah. Nope. Mark Giordano from Calgary. Maybe not Sean Monahan eh. or Sam. No. <laughs> uh, Leon Drysdale from Edmonton. Eh. You better put him in David or else he's gonna do a darn thing. Eh. Andre Kopitar from Los Angeles. Eh. Logan Totally Couture. could have been
1: Ilya Kovalchuk, but I'm just saying.
0: Uh, I think he's just come back from injury. I don't think they want to put him in. Eh. Uh, Logan Couture from San Jose. Yep. Brock Besser from Vancouver. Yep. Jonathan Marcheseau from Vegas Golden Knights. Nope. I want Brock Besser. Because I, I, trust me, in a skills, yeah. in a skills comp, dude. His
1: Actually, acu- no. Accuracy, Hold on.
0: Accuracy shooting.
1: Besser or Marcheseau? Because Besser for accuracy shooting, Marcheseau for wheels.
0: I'd agree with that. I'd care with that.
1: Um,
0: I, you know, I, it's funny because Pierre Lebrun, actually, I saw this tweet before we got to this point. He made a really good point on the... Um,
1: you want to get to a point here, bud? Yeah.
0: He talked about, like, you know, it's funny. Everyone gets so mad about the emissions, of the All-Star roster for a game they really don't care for. It's more like just they just want to see their good play their players on there
1: whatever. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing
0: about Mitch Marner, and that's why I'm like I less I agree, but you can Dude, only
1: it's the All Star game, it's the fans game,
0: right? And then nobody watches. Like, I can't watch it, blah blah whatever. But I I'm you know I'm I'm gonna try to watch it this year. I didn't really get. A I chance. probably won't. Um, you know who will probably be watching it this year? Or actually, you know, who am I kidding? Probably not watching it at all. Nope. Alexander Ovechkin refusing to play, and this is not the first time he's done it, Alex. And that's why they made a rule, because I remember him and Crosby did it one year, they just didn't want to play it. Uh, Ovechkin will be required to sit one game for refusing to play in the All-Star game. Yep. And I'll be honest, I'm not mad. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's not like you really get anything from it. And like I said, this would ratings. be... Ratings. Oh, like Ovechkin. Alexander Ovechkin. Oh, you do get an
1: All-Star bonus,
0: but he doesn't need
1: money. No, 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 I'm talking about Ratings. What do you mean? That's what you oh, get out of it. Oh,
0: for, for you get out Al- for Alex can be in there. Exactly. So we're gonna penalize you for having us have low ratings. Now, yes, the, the, the NHL should penalize themselves for having low ratings because the way the All Star game is done, there's nothing. The three on three was cool the first year. Last year was garbage. The year before that wasn't that great either. The first year with, of course, when you had John Scott in it, everyone was watching.
1: Well, yeah, because it was just it was cool. You got to watch because he's basically a beer leaguer, and everyone's and he like, "Scored, hey, two goals!" That guy's kind of like me. I could, I could play in the NHL All Star Game. You know what?
0: It's funny because I was kind of critical against. it. I was kind of like, "Really, dude, John Scott? This is kind of dumb." And of course, they made the John Scott rule after about how you vote players in. Um, but I just remember it happening. Then I read um, a guy like me, not not the, his book. I read his book later but I read his uh, Players' Tribune piece about how he's, how people, um, or how the NHL rep, as he put in his, I think he called him in his book, Dickhead. I think he called that in his book. Um, the NHL rep, that called him like, do you think your children will be proud to see a guy like you in the All-Star game or something like that? Or are they proud to see their dad in an All-Star game like that? And that's what ticked him off. And I'm like, yeah, it made me mad too. I'm like, yeah, John Scott deserves to be in it. He doesn't,
1: like, Guy wants to be there, and now they can't. You want to know why? People like you that originally said this is stupid. Hey, I hes was... not no star. But here's the thing: you do know for a f-
0: you gotta think though. If they kept doing like having like some random guy,
1: yeah, like, some one would've... guy, but
0: it would have gotten old. Yeah, it would have gotten old. Um, but Ovechkin play- not playing—it it doesn't break my heart. He Coming hurt. out
1: of retirement, Darren McCarty. He's playing. There's There's playing for the Atlantic.
0: Darren been spent a lot of time in Colorado. Let me tell you that.
1: Um, no, he hasn't. He's he's been spending a lot of time in Michigan. No, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a, a marijuana joke, Alex. Well, he's already got his card. He can smoke. He can smoke it here. And it is legal though. <laughs> it is legal here in Michigan.
0: He's probably like, yes, I can finally. You can't smoke it in public. Ah!
1: that's fine. I got a back porch for that one. I got a back porch for that one. You're all right. <laughs> Um got my little juice poo. got my cereals, concave, that way it doesn't chew up your mouth, and I got a little little something. Little you calm yourself there. there, good gosh, yeah. Um It's called wake and Bake. Good morning, Vietnam.
0: Um, good morning backyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says every morning. Just wake up. Just yeah, I to be that annoying neighborhood guy in a neighborhood. Everyone's nice and quiet, 7 30 AM. Sun's starting to break.
1: Good morning, Backyard! Hello, suburban shores! Oh, shut up! Darren! Shut up! Marge,
0: sit down! Get the kids out of bed! Darren McCarty's up screaming again. Damn
1: it, Darren, we've only had three hours of sleep after this stinking Christmas. Talking about stinky Christmases. One person that did not get a present this year. Fans of uh, Team Canada.
0: Oh uh, boy! All right, so let me let's just kind of go here. So, World Junior update here. Last night, or yesterday was the quarterfinals. Uh, Americans survived the Czech Republic in a two-one game. Russia swamped Slovakia, and the Swiss uh, Switzerland upsetting Sweden. And then, of course, the big game last night was Canada and Finland. So. Canada, who, Canada really wasn't exception of the Denmark game, which I guess I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Wasn't really the most dominant looking team. They barely beat Switzerland and the Czech Republic. Well, they came and played a little bit better. They didn't look. They looked good against Russia, but didn't have enough. And they played against Finland last night. And Uko Pekalukinen, I talked about him earlier in one of my Puck Semi Center articles about Sudbury having a great year. Lukin is one of the best goaltenders in the OHL. Yeah, they went up against Michael DiPietro last night. Mike, excuse me, Mikey DiPietro. He hates getting called Michael. He had a. they both had a phenomenal game back and forth. Canada's up with less than a minute remaining They're like, yes, we're going to the semis. The crowd's going nuts, standing on their feet, throwing their arms in the air, it's gonna be the greatest thing ever. And Finland, Eli Tolman bouncing off Alexi Hip and Yami's leg ties the game up. Now the last goal. Or uh we're, this no, no, no is, we got we, we gotta talk about the penalty shot first. Or do we wanna- or do we wanna save that for a second? Just save it
1: for a second. Alright. Well. Here's what I. Got to say. Wait, we're talking about the Canada game, right? Correct. I got distracted for a second. Hot take. Hot second. This is why I prefer wooden sticks. Oh, boy. You want to know why? Do you want me to go through the goal? They don't break! No, they break. Just, it takes a little bit more. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It takes a 300-pound man who does arms all summer long to just just palm bunion it. That's how you break a stick. So, Noah
0: Dobson. So, okay. So, things happen until this last play. We'll get yep. to the other things first. Yep, 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 Noah yep. Noah Dobson yep, yep. is coming down the back, the left-wing side. Wide open net. looking, and he's not getting across. Pass across in his sweet spot. Stick shatters. Yep. His nice Bauer stick shatters.
1: Yep. Bauer stick. Bauer hop. No, it's not just Bauer. It's just all composite sticks. I'm You're trash. I'm just
0: Bauer for this one. But anyways, breaks a stick. And you could hear Ray Ferraro during the Gordon Miller. The stick shatters on him. And you could hear Gor- Ray go, oh. Because Ray knew that would have been the game. Yep. They go back down. Canada's back checking. Puckets left for Tony Utenen. He comes on the right side, is off wing, takes a shot. Cody Glass, who is the one back checking, gets his stick in the way, deflects over the shoulder. Mikey Pietro. Yep. Finland wins. Yep. The. Lemony Snicket couldn't write about these series of unfortunate events. Lemony Snicket's laugh. I la- mean,
1: he did. No, Lemony Snicket. Wrote S- 13 no. books. He wrote
0: 13 books, but he he would never have thought of something this bad.
1: I mean, he kind of wrote something a little worse. Okay. It's Pre- pretty pretty dark. It's a just
0: darn analogy. Leave it alone.
1: It's worse than Darny Darko. It's pretty dark. Ooh. It's like a really dark room. Why well, are like, you wearing that human suit? Anyways, um... <laughs> The money. Okay, never mind. So, I, I'm, 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 I'm you're still there. You're, you're
0: following. Okay, I, I,
1: I watched Donnie Darko before. Okay, okay, right.
0: okay, okay. Um, hockey. And world. All right. So Tony Uten gets the game-winning goal, yep. and oh my goodness! First of all, before we get into the more stuff, uh, Lukanen, class act as he's coming down and celebrating with his team. DiPietro, who is who played marvelous, and during the intermission, I think second or first intermission, James Duffy came out and said this could be the next like. One of the greatest historical performances in world junior goaltending history. And he played so well. And he could It would have been like Carey Price worthy. It could have been like Carter Hart last year. Manny Legacy in the early 90s. But that goal goes in. And Lukanen comes down. And what does he do? He gives him a fist bump. Yep. Goaltenders, they don't understand. Lukanen said he played really hard. And he would have probably... He said he would have done the same thing and came down the other way. That was yep. a classy move by Lukanen. Mm-hmm. Finland you earned, Finland earned it. I, I... Hey, they co- they're going up against a tough Switzerland team in the next game on t- yep. tomorrow night. I'm excited for that one. Uh, Canada playing Russia. They're gonna, you know there, there's that rivalry going for them now. But man, oh, okay. so now
1: let's get on to the bad part
0: before, or should I say the worst part? The worst part
1: about time. Yes, because it was
0: pretty bad, the, you know, losing it all. Oh, um, so there was a penalty shot before that. Yep. Evan Bouchard, defenseman, gets catches one of the fins in the line, posts yep. it down. He's going to have a breakaway. Gets hooked. Penalty shot. The rule is, the new international rule, is that a coach can pick anyone from his team. Doesn't have to be on the ice. Doesn't have to be the player who got fouled, penalized, whatever. Yep. Or the victim of the penalty. Yep. It can be anybody. Yep. Cody Glass. Yep. Ryan Suzuki. Yep. Owen Tippett. Yep. Bouchard could have been a great option, too. But he goes with the captain, Maxime Comtois. Oh, yeah. The was in a lot of scrutiny going into this game because there was a lot there was, you know, the embellishing, the diving, the kind of the tougher play. But he played a Comtois played a really good game last night. So he takes the penalty shot. it comes in, walks in. Looks like he's gonna try to go five hole, puts it right in the pad. Everyone's complaining about the fact that, oh, they're gonna go on topside. Well, whatever. He doesn't score, Finland ends up winning. And then i like, it's a running gag, almost, how bad hockey Twitter can be. Hashtag hockey Twitter. With all the hashtag content that's put on there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like Twitter is just a whole bunch Twitter's of Twitter's a hasht- dumpster
0: fire. It's a whole bunch of
1: hashtags, Tyler.
0: Hashtag dumpster fire. Hashtag auto centers. Hashtag dumpster fire. Hashtag hashtag.
1: Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag where's the captain. Hashtag where's the ca- oh. Hashtag already talking five seconds and haven't mentioned the ca- ha- 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 captain. Hashtag you can't speak. Hashtag people are dumb. dumb. So people. dumb that they pronounce the B at the end. The silent B. Dumb. There's a B there. But, okay, There's so it's almost as soon as like
0: as soon as soon the goal went in. If Canada wins, Comtois is fine. Nobody has a problem with it. Yep. But it's just... Canada and I have to have a heart-to-heart right now, okay? Okay. Because there were a lot of people that were... Like I, because before the show, I heard Sid's rant about it today. Okay, there are, and I'm not going to repeat the things that were said. Okay, but it, you can look, you can look it up online. The Instagram comments on Comtois' page, it is disheartening. It is cowardly. The names, he's 19 years old. Yes, he's played in the NHL. He's played in the NHL. He should be a man. No, he's still 19 years old. Yeah, he hadn't scored a goal in the NHL. Nope, he hasn't done a whole. The NHL. Nope. He was in San Diego before he came to the, the only reason why he came to Canada is because he played was playing in San Diego. He wasn't playing in, with the Ducks. The Ducks need him. Yep. But the, and and like I said, yes, he was under scrutiny before going into this game. Yep. And he gets put on the probably the biggest stage of anyone. Yep. And these people, there's and all these people come out there and things that they said to this that there were things there were. They were French, you know, because he's French. There were French racist comments towards that. There were people wishing death upon him. They just gave him a disease, saying he's the worst player ever. Yep. The worst captain ever. Yep. A disgrace to Canada. Yep. The whole nine yards. Yep. And, like, these people. I want I want good uh, Terry whatever his last name is from Cam Loops to go out there and go on a penalty shot in front of 18,000 people. Millions of people watching. Like, There's a lot of pressure on these kids. And I was watching Tim and Sid earlier today, and Don and Betty made a great point. The only country that really cares about this tournament is Canada. Well, yeah.
1: It's home ice, and... And yes,
0: it is the first time ever that Canada has not meddled when
1: hosting this tournament.
0: And I understand.
1: Before I was really interrupted, I was going to say it's uh, home ice, and uh, it's kind of like it's Canada's game. Right, and I understand that. Now you may go.
0: But you don't go on
1: Twitter. Like... There's this whole,
0: like, it's the problem. It's like, and it's not just, you know, Canada and hockey. It's the whole society. There's no reason to say this to this kid. These people are probably twice his age saying this to him. Yeah. What have they accomplished? Probably nothing. There's there's nothing good. There's, there's no reason to call out a kid like this to say that these people are the worst ever. Like, there's, why are you saying this to this kid who just, who missed one shot in his whole life?
1: They probably made enough money that past week to buy a pizza. Exactly
0: these these nobodies. That's a compliment. These chicken
1: these chicken dung people. I
0: can't say it. Fing horse dung. It's ridiculous that these people would say this thing to a kid. And let's be honest. Yes, pro- I'm sure Comtois probably thought, hey, I want this opportunity to win the game. He, yes, he probably won that situation. But it's Tim Hunter that put him out there. Yeah. Don't be looking at the kid saying it's his fault. Don't be calling him names because he's the one that messed up. Look at Tim Hunter's the guy that put him out there! If Evan Bouchard messed it up, there would be no French things, but there'd be a lot of things said about him. But it's the fact that this kid, who yes, may have had a little bit of a Brad Marchand mantra going into this, but you can't just point the finger and say, you are the worst thing ever, and blah blah blah. Like this is a he's a kid. Yeah. It's the worst thing you could possibly say to him. I mean and, it's not the,
1: w- the worst uh, thing.
0: you read those things too, Alex. I mean They were that was unruly. It was unnecessary. I I I'm today, and like I said, there were a lot of and there were I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying the things were being like, you know, people are saying the things are being said are absolutely wrong. There's I am with the group of people that reached out towards Maxim Come to watch and said these kind of things. Yeah. I am greatly disappointed that you could not handle a loss in one tournament. If it was in you know wasn't if it was in Finland, may have been different. Maybe, possibly. If if Jonathan Taves in 2007 doesn't score all three penalty shot goals or in the shootout doesn't score all three goals in the shootout, would it have been the same? Probably not. But the way it is now, the fact that it was in Canada, in front of a packed house in Vancouver, yeah. I I just I don't understand. It's wrong. And by the way, Tim, like I said, Tim Hunter should be the guy to be blamed here. Tim not Hun-
1: necessarily. And Tim Hunter, you shouldn't be blaming anybody that was on the ice or with the team.
0: No, I'm saying I'm saying Tim Hunter should be the one to blame for Comtois because, like I said, there's other players you pick other than Comtois.
1: But he's the captain.
0: From I'm looking from a from a hockey standpoint, he probably so am I. From a, he was not the
1: best player though. He's I'm, not, he's I'm, not... I'm talking from a hockey standpoint in in the case of storyline. Okay, you look at the Mighty Ducks. Stop it, Charlie Connors. Home team, home home ice. You're because this was in Victoria, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Victoria, B- Victoria, BC. This game was, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Victoria, BC, home ice, Vancouver.
0: I just asked if it was Victoria. It's not Victoria. It was the
1: the other side, the group B was
0: in Victoria. Game oh. last night was in Vancouver.
1: Okay, it was Vancouver. Still, home ice advantage, packed crowd, all wearing red, Canada sweaters,
0: red, all red white everywhere.
1: And a few black sweaters. All red everywhere. All red everything. Versus one of the best teams in the world when it comes to World Juniors. Finland. Arguably. But you don't... Hurry up. You put on your captain for literally the most crucial part of the game. Should he have scored? Yes. But... Should he have been ridiculed so much? No.
0: Absolutely not. i uh, like, okay.
1: I say this, and I'm going to try to end this on a
0: lighter note. Because, like I said, there's no good reason any of this should
1: happen. What which, which shade are we talking? We're talking about, like, off-white, you know, <laughs> eggshell. No, I'm
0: trying to end it on a good note.
1: What do you think I said? Like A-flat, like, a flat, a like f- B. There is no A-flat. Yeah, yes, there is, Tyler. Katie's
0: there an A-flat? Yeah.
1: Yes, there's I, an A-flat. I
0: to bring, bring Alex's... Girlfriend into this. Okay, no,
1: no. On a, okay, yes. okay I think I'm thinking I'm on a piano. Uh, there is such thing as an F flat. You wanna know what it's called? G- e. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay, I'm trying to Okay, I'm looking at it from P No flatter sharp key next to flat is also G sharp. It's the same thing, it's the same key. Hey Tyler, you wanna know something? Don't talk music to someone who's done it his entire life! I don't tell you how to goalie, do you? Okay. Yeah, you try. <laughs> I mean, then again, I just tell you how to stay in the net and not look like a swimming duck who has been shot! <laughs> I do that all the time. As you're saying, though. Anyways, try this on a good note. On a good note. Not any particular note whatsoever. Just okay. a good one. Just a regular just, one. Just a good Concer- one. Concert seat. Okay, just re- regular <laughs> one. Just, just
0: standard. <laughs> Default. Make steam coming out of my ears. Not even steam, it's just going to be straight water because there's no gas, just
1: pure liquid. Are you sure it's what steam up? and not water? You never know. Might be a little flat. You know what? Make like the Hawks and suck it!
0: Because <laughs> they, they the Islanders just scored on Um So, for those that don't know, I have a personal vendetta with Joe Hicketts. Oh, boy. Joe Hicketts is a defenseman for the Grand Rapids Griffins. Yep. Two-way contract with the Detroit Wings. Yep. Back in the 2016 tournament. Yep. The last time Canada ironically lost in the quarterfinals. Yep. To Finland. Yep. Canada was only down one late in the game. Yep. They were looking to kill off a huge penalty late in the game. Yep. About about 10 seconds left in the penalty. Yep. Then Joe Hicketts clears the puck out over the glass. Yep. Delay a game penalty. Yep. Finland scores. Yep. Canada loses. Yep. Since that day. Yep. Joe Hicketts. Yep. Has been my guy. Yep. I'm going to slap you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Nope. Yep. Nope. Gold, the, hey!
1: The, yeah, thank you, Katie. I'm being attacked! This is Bush League! Goldfish, Alex. Goldfish. Oh, those those aren't mine. Who's goldfish are these? The babies. Oh,
0: dang. I can't throw the goldfish away. Then. Um, exactly. Why do you have the goldfish there for the babies?
1: Because I was hungry.
0: Anyways. So, anyway, so every, t- oh, every time I see the Grand Prix Griffins, Joe Hicketts is a guy I yell at. Yep. I yell at him. Alex, I'm serious. <laughs> Let me get through this here because guess what? We're it's my over,
1: thing. We're already over two hours into this show. You yeah, are, well, whose fault
0: is that? Yours because you had to pause for two and a half hours to, to go. No, dot would be
1: gabadoobah. No. To,
0: you had to go. I had to do man, something. You had to go see man about a horse. Um. Anyways, Joe Hicketts is the guy I just yell and scream about the entire time. I would yell, Hicketts, every time he touches the puck and just say bet. I know I don't swear at him because there's kids around when you go to a Griffin's game, but I just yell at him the entire time. So, then... This Pat on uh, New Year's Eve. Kelly and I go, Griff- I go to the Griffins game. All right. So Hicketts gets to the puck. I keep it a little calm with Hicketts. I do yell at him, you know, but I don't go as crazy as I usually do. Then, late in the... There's a scrum in front of the net. And I forgot uh, who got into a fight. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, I can't think of the Griffin. Was it Chris Terry? could have been Chris Terry. Anyways, there's a fight in front, and then Joe Hicketts, for some reason, is wrestling with one of the other guys for Rockford. And then Hicketts... Takes it while his bucket's falling off. Grabs the guy and throws him into the net. I'm like, Get that a boy, Hicketts. Way to go. Hicketts getting all tough and stuff. All right, Hickets, that's not a bad play. You're all right. You're doing okay. And then with the game tied at one late. Joe Hicketts with the puck on being being a trailer takes it. Winds one up. Hogan style. Jeff Hogan, one team.
1: One. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Jeff Hogan hold style. On. Joe Hicketts. Just give me a second. Hold, hold on. Winds one up. Hickitz, fire, <laughs> bomb, hot clap, Sam Batcho,
0: bomb, Joe Hicketts! hot Suey, hot Suey blasted it. through it the goaltender, almost through the net, won the game for the Griffins. Hickitz was off my you know what list, my dung list. He was off the dung list, and guess who took his spot in my eyes? Tim Hunter. And that's how I'm gonna end that one because I don't want to get too much into it. I already dove into it. Tim Hunter, who wants to be an NHL coach, I think may have just screwed his own pooch.
1: So you're telling me Tim Hunter to get off your dung list? He's has gonna to, have to fight. He has to throw he's a guy like, no, into he's a going, net, going, he's going and then to, he's got to take no. a Hogan-style clap bomb to win for the Griffins on New Year's Eve. He's, no, that is very specific, Tyler. <laughs> no, he just has to fight John Tortorella. Oh, you know
0: he has to go. He has to go.
1: He has, he to, has to take John Tortorella's lifeless corpse with sweatshirt and all, throw him into the net, and then have a one Hogan style and
0: I'm never gonna retire from this job. I'm gonna have to drag my dead corpse out of here.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to Sports Center!
0: No, I'm just saying, if you want
1: Season a, 4, by the way.
0: Oh no. Um Wait, Jay and Dan really? Yep. Really? Yep. Cool. Um I'm not in season, by the way. But yeah, just Joe Hickens off my list, but Tim Hunter just. I remember someone wrote an article. This is audition for an angel coaching job. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's was, great. It it's great. It's a good, it's, it's it's great day for Thunder Bay.
0: No, it's a good day for Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw's gonna have him for a long time as their coach now.
1: <laughs> no, I was talking about the episode. That's that's the one. I haven't gotten to that one yet. But uh, gosh, it's a long
0: episode. Of course. Well, then again, well, then again, the interview with Harrison took about half an hour. So
1: yeah, whose fault is that?
0: Oh, hey, that was a good interview. I lo- I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to Harrison. Nice guy. He's Very good. insightful. It's good to know he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I, would, I wouldn't just have him on show if he's not a nice guy.
1: Well, obviously not. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That was, that was well brought up. Too bad you weren't.
0: It's only the fourth time you said it. Who are you?
1: Excuse me. Oh, oh, you want to fight? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Oh. We'll see you next time. Oh, you want to go? <laughs>